Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in Internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, I, w- I was really hoping you were going to go with Harry first. Uh, doing well. We're in the middle of, or actually in the beginning of a heat wave. So uh, I'm. It is, it is hot out. Perfect to take that nap in your car. So like baking like soup out there. So, Bro, I, I saw a tweet earlier and it was a clip from, uh, oh God, what was, what was the movie that just came out with, uh, it was an Morbius? Adam McKay movie with, with oh, the, don't look up, don't, don't look, look up. up yeah. yeah. It was the, the scene where, um, Jennifer Lawrence was on the talk show and she was basically like, everyone's going to die. Like, why are you? Yeah taking why aren't you taking this so seriously and they're like oh we just like to keep it fun and light juxtaposed with an actual news interview from like today or yesterday because britain is going through record heat waves and the guys like uh hundreds if not thousands of unnecessary deaths are going to happen because of the weather and climate change and legit the news anchors were like What's going on with meteorologists? Why are they so fatalistic? We're just, it's good weather, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, my God, dude. Don't Look Up became a documentary. Exactly. Like, we're, we are living the Onion articles, dude. Like, that <laughs> it is. That's what it is. It's just it's insane. Yeah. So. yeah, well, it's a good thing we're not on video anymore because if it's it's hot, if you see me take my shirt off, then it's uh, it, you two are the only ones that would have to deal with that site. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. So <laughs> I'm I'm halfway there as it is. So <laughs> we're good. Harry's all done chewing up. Harry. Oh come on, man! Why you gotta call me out? I was just under, right like, under the bus. He goes. Before we like started, um, <laughs> under the bus I roll. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for asking, Greg. I'm doing great. Appreciate you. <laughs> well, uh, you just kind of yeah, segued into it, over. it exactly. Harry, um, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm great. I'm fantastic. <laughs> thanks so much. I appreciate all your love and support. Um, yeah, it's a hot one. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people are probably going through it for that. But um, one big question I have for tonight, um, before we get into our uh, episode, because off air, and I'm glad he made this comment off air. Mm-hmm. And Randy made a promise to us before we did our Marvel roundup that he would watch a certain film. Mm. Um, now, for our longtime listeners, you know what film that is. It's it's the one and only Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, which I reference uh, as the show for Miss Marvel about a hundred times uh, in the last couple weeks uh, talking about it. Um, so. I pose the question to Chris Hanratty. Have you done your homework and watched Captain Marvel or are we waiting until the Marvels come out to discuss didn't watch Captain it. Marvel? No. Okay. No. All right. No, I've right. never not. studied. Uh, Dude, well, guess what? I didn't I, I didn't have to see it. So to understand Miss mm, Marvel. That's a fair point. When the Marvels come out, though, I think you might need to. I probably have to watch it. Yeah. I might probably should have just sense. watched it when. You know, you had the opportunity. I, 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 at that time, I can't use it on Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair oh enough. My God. Enough. Well, <laughs> sorry, listeners. Maybe, maybe I'm next sure. time when we there's do gotta Marvel, be, Marvel. There's got to be one more like episode an, full of broken promises and hearts. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be like an honest trailer that I could watch that'll explain Miss Marvel like to a T. So uh, or, I'll watch that. And hear me out. The movie's on Disney Plus, and you can just watch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, as we talked about earlier, I watched Police Academy instead. <laughs> it's true. Got right. of the classics. Yes. Uh, let's see. Well, 
just a heads up to the listeners and I, you know, I'll, I'll remind you guys again at the end of the episode, but uh, we're actually going to be taking a week off a little summer vacay. As it were, I am in the process of moving. Uh, so California, just, right? You, the, yeah, the pod's California dreaming, baby. And you're, you're heading out to the West coast to yep. continue the That's career. It. I'll be, we're going uh, to have to start recording at like 11 PM now. Yeah. I'll be hobnobbing in Hollywood with all the big celebs. <laughs> uh, no, I'm no such uh, no such dreams or aspirations there. I'm just moving to a, a different part of New Jersey, but uh, it's going to take me a little bit to get set up and everything. So we're going to take a week off and then we'll be back at you with the uh, fresh hot content. So just be warned next step after this one, we'll drop in three weeks instead of two. Uh, but we're here to talk Marvel roundup, baby. Woo-woo. Yes. So uh, we had some recent, Marvel Studios releases uh, Thor Love and Thunder and the Disney Plus show Ms. Marvel. So let's kick it off. And, uh, you know, as per usual, warning here, there be spoilers. So if you haven't seen. Ahoy. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen any of these mateys, uh turn back uh, now and go watch the content, come back and uh, give us a listen. Uh, so let's kick it off with Thor Love and Thunder. I had some, man, I had some thoughts on this one. Uh, <laughs> you were struggling with this one for, for a little while. I felt like, I felt like we, we all saw it together mm-hmm. and I feel like, uh, you've been struggling my guy. I have. And honestly, I still am even, even assigning a star rating in our show notes. I, cause I, I didn't do that on my letterboxd yet, which is, you know, pretty rare, but even doing it on here, I'm, I was just like kind of at a loss because this really, this movie is very much like two worlds for me. And it's not, it's not like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. It's, it, it's kind of, it's not cohesive. It's just, it's two things that I, I would really, I like, but it, I don't know. I, there's just not a balance there. To refer uh, to Love and Thunder, I think you have uh, <laughs> Omnipotent City. How do you say that? Omnipotent City. Omnipotent City. And then you have the Shadow Realm. So, like, that's the two two collides that you have going on right now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, general thoughts. I mean, I look, I liked the movie. Uh, not one of the MCU's strongest for me, but... Uh, enjoyable you know I, I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of time I've, i'm seeing a lot of memes that this is better than um thor the dark world uh, or i'm sorry worse than thor the dark world no that is false this is definitely better 100 false yes um you know taika brings his uh his uh brand of humor um he kind of out Taika's himself and and goes a step beyond uh, what he did in Ragnarok. Um, and for me, I think maybe maybe it was just a step too much. I think it needed to mm. be reined in a little more. Um, that's my general thoughts. We can go into some details in a minute, but general thoughts on the movie, boys. Uh, Hans, how about you? So I this this really felt like. And like how you kind of said, like you were in the middle of a lot of the stuff, like it kind of felt like I was watching three different movies or like, and, or didn't really know like what kind of a tone of a movie that we were going for. And I think like overall, I, I liked it. 
but I'm going to go with you and saying it wasn't, it wasn't a movie that like we saw it on Thursday. So it wasn't a movie on Friday. I was like, my God, like I was still thinking about, it's not like up to the level of like winter soldier or infinity war. Um, and, and even like no way home, like recently, but like no way home where you're watching it. Like I kept thinking about like the, all the spider, like the, the three Spider-Men together and, and nothing really stuck out with this movie. Like it kind of, and when we get to like maybe one thing that stuck out a lot with me, which was one of the post credits, which had nothing to do with the actual movie. Like there, there's, there's two hours of stuff before that. And I, I just, I kind of felt like, I don't want to say I was like satisfied after watching it where I, I, it was more, it was more of a, okay, that was good. It was like when I got done watching Lightyear, I was like, that was, that was a good movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. It, it you know, it, I mean, it, I wasn't really the target audience for it and I went with my son, but it just, I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of walked out of the theater. I felt like I was like, okay, cool. That was an okay movie. The effects were okay in some parts, but you know, it just did. But you said there was a lot of comedy in it. I love, and I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok is a fantastic Thor movie. And I think that this was kind of a letdown because it seems like the Thor movies for the most part, don't tie into the, grand overall scheme of like the like the mcu yeah. um i mean like they introduced loki and the dark world had the the ether other than that they don't really have anything to do with what's happening in the overall the overall mcu and this didn't and Har, i know this is one of your things where you said like you really wanted this movie to push something forward with with phase four or just whatever marvel's doing it doesn't do that this is a standalone thor movie and you, you honestly can, you can put this aside. Like this is going to be one of those movies where once Phase Four is done, and someone asks, like, "Do I have to watch all the movies?" Like, now you can skip Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. It just, it felt like, as much as I enjoyed, like, and now Ragnarok's a standalone film, like movie like that, and and I loved, I loved Ragnarok, but Ragnarok set its tone very early, and you knew what you were getting. I think with Thor, Love and Thunder. It, it definitely set up a real darker tone in the beginning when they introduced gore, but then it went to more comedic and then it went back to darker and more. And it, and it just, I feel like the balance wasn't there to make the movie like fully work and be in like top tier Marvel, but it just, it had some cool scenes. It, it like I said, once we start talking about like post credits, I'll, I'll jump in a little bit with that. I think that was probably my most memorable thing, but that's, I can't, I can't doing this, like run, like my, my notes on this. I feel like I had to remember some stuff, even though it wasn't that long ago, but I feel like I had to really think about the movie and like, like, wait, what happened in this part? What happened in this part? And like into my top five Marvel movies, that doesn't happen. Like I'll want to rewatch them and I'll, and I'll, and I'll soak it in. I, I feel like this kind of didn't soak in. It just, I watched it and then it was over and that was it. Mm-hmm. So. Harry, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit higher than you guys, which uh, is usually pretty shocking. Um, I mean, I was a big fan of Ragnarok. I have that in my my top six uh, Marvel movies um, of you know when we when we do our annual list and when I add it. So Ragnarok was uh, was a joy, and it's a it's a love of my wife's, uh, which you know I never shy to mention uh, when it comes to uh, Ragnarok. But yeah, this one this one felt like a tier below. Um, I don't think it's, 
you know, I, I, again, I think I'm a little bit higher than you guys in my appreciation for it. Um, and I, you know, Chris had kind of mentioned a little bit with Taika, I think there's kind of a fatigue going on with some people right now. You know, he, he was in light year, you know, he's, he's directed obviously this movie, he did the last Thor movie. Um, you know, so I think some people are maybe, you know, uh, I feel like he also did something else recently. You know, Jojo Rabbit, Jojo he had Rabbit. the Oscar. He has that uh, pirate show, too. Yeah, the pirate Black show, Flag. Our Flag Means yeah. Death, which I don't yeah. think, like, I think he's in, but I don't mm-hmm. think he, like, writes for or anything. But he's he's a very busy man, so mm-hmm. I think he has his hand and, in a lot of pots. Um, and I think he's, like, an executive producer. Well, I think he probably is an executive producer. I don't know how much hands he has on that is what we do in the shadows, which just, yeah, that just yeah. came out with its new seasons. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. So, yeah, that's definitely like, you know, produced or whatever by him. Um, so I think I think there's something going on with that where people are maybe a little bit sick. And I, I think you guys would probably I wouldn't say sick, but probably it was a little tired um, in this uh, adaptation uh, for Thor uh, Love and Thunder with uh, with uh, the taikiness of it. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I'm excited to watch it on Disney Plus when it comes out so I can make sure during some of the Russell Crowe scenes and, you know, the movie does move at a fast pace. It is one of the shorter Marvel films. Um, you know, I'll be able to see all the little one-liners or little jokes in there to, you know, be able to appreciate a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, my, my one big point with it, as I mentioned, so I think I'm higher than you guys are on it, but um, I, I do, I did love Gore. Um, I think he's one of the better villains in, in this Marvel universe. Um, of course, when they have a good villain, they got to be like, get out of here. You're not uh, you're not Thanos. Um, but I mean, I'm sure also Christian Bale was like, dude, I'm not signing on for nine movies. Uh, so let's let's wrap this up. Um, I don't know if he was the right tone for this choice um, for for this movie specifically or for Taika or, you know, I mean, there is some moments where, you know, it is a little bit more serious or darker. Um, and I don't know if Taika was the right hand for this kind of villain um, for it. So I'd be interested to get your guys' thoughts, you know, talk a little bit about Gore, because this is how the movie opens um, with Gore. So uh, Papa, throw it back to you on what you think, you know, how to, how did Gore fit in for you? And we'll kind of go, go from there on it. Um, Yeah. So Gore was very interesting because he wasn't, he was, he was pretty different from uh, his comic, um, version uh he, he i mean he, in the comics he's he's just pretty much deadly serious whereas in this right. i would almost say he's like a combination of like voldemort and the joker like he's <laughs> yeah it, it's like a, a weird great shout uh but you know he has he has some personality in here he's not just you know straight up you know pure evil or whatever well i mean i guess he is but like he he kind of has a, a dark humor side. Um, and I didn't mind that. I guess that, you know, that's probably uh, Taika injecting um, some personality in there. I think Christian Bale did good with the role. Uh, I thought the opening scene, which is uh, Gore's origin, was one of the best scenes in the movie, um, CG notwithstanding. But, uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it, it really... Um, 
set the tone and at first when it, it started i was like what is this is this like a special imax preview of like dune 2 or like i, I didn't know what was going on because we just open on a desert and then yeah. you know it uh <coughs> it goes in like it they jump right into it and uh i was all about that i thought it was fantastic so i mean i just i liked gore even though it was a departure from the comics but uh i wish we would have gotten more um from him uh there was just yeah there was there was a lot a lot that they kind of left on the table with gore i mean he's not he's not a major character from the comics because he's only to my knowledge he's only been in um like one arc of thor but he was a pretty big villain with some memorable stuff and uh they kind of just eschewed all of that and went their own direction here uh well not all of it but um a lot of it I should say. I think what like, and I don't mind when, when, and we're going to go a little bit with our next topic and talk about how like things are very like kind of going away from comic origins and comic stories, but, uh, and I don't know Gore too much, but I just with how good Bale did two of my favorite villains in the MCU are both Thor movies, which is Hela and Gore. Mm -hmm. And I love, I loved Gore. And it just, this is, I, I do not like how, they killed him off and they did the same with Hela. Well, you don't actually see Hela die, but I'm under the assumption that she is dead. Um, and I, that's why I, I, I would have loved to see more like if they say Gore will return in Thor five or, or somehow. And he doesn't, you see all these dead gods, but, but he, you only see him kill one. And it's in the very beginning of the movie in an awful CGI mess, like a, a goofy, goofy cgi mess and i and i wanted to see a lot a lot more out of that like especially when they show and i don't know his name the big beast where him and uh that the panel that they take it basically exactly like right from the, yeah. the comics i would have loved to see like gore take take him down or do whatever he did and it just you just see the body there and and it just they they could have done a lot more and especially with mcu movies where they will lean a little bit on a longer runtime this was two hours. This was a shade under two hours. And they, I, I feel like they could have put some more in there, but uh, just going on your gore point, I just, I feel like he wasn't utilized enough and mm. it's a shame because it's, you don't really waste Christian Bale on like 15 minutes of screen time. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, talking about the runtime. Um, yeah. Like this, this to me, the Thor franchise should be epic. I mean, you're talking about spacefaring and and gods and, uh, you know, God butchers and all this stuff. And it's like, if anything, if you're going to give more screen time to anything, give it to something like this. Like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Spider-Man, um, you know, No Way Home. And I thought that that was a, uh, a fantastic movie. And I, I like that movie even more than this. But that movie was around two and a half hours. Am I? right yeah. okay yeah it was it was a long one i mean yeah. look did they need all of that maybe who knows but like a spider-man movie probably doesn't need to be two and a half hours like you make that two hours a thor movie give me two and a half there because there's a lot of meat to chew on uh and you know i guess with the way that this was presented um with so much of the comedy uh you, you probably couldn't sustain that at a two and a half hour runtime, uh, it would probably wear itself thin. 
But if we got a more serious uh, Thor, maybe that's a difference. But I'll touch on that in one second. Um, soundtrack and use of Guns N' Roses. Absolutely love that. Uh, thought that was fantastic. Wish, uh, wish they didn't have it in the trailer, but what are you going to do? Yeah, but they did that with Ragnarok, too. They used the immigrant yeah. song and then they put it in the movie, too. You're not wrong. It's just uh, some of the like, I don't know, man, these some of these needle drops, they come in at like, I don't want to say crucial times, but like times where you're just like, oh, yeah, the movies. And it's just like just throw in like the generic trailer music for me. And so right. when that needle drop comes in, I can be like, oh, yeah, right. Here we go. Well, they probably paid a pretty penny for licensing yeah, rights so it's like might the, as well get as much bang for your buck as you can you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah love the soundtrack uh love the color palette uh this is a very vibrant movie and folks i've mentioned it plenty of times in the past but i love me some color give me something <laughs> that is bright and vibrant don't give me the snyder verse where it's all tones of gray and blue like i want to see as much stuff pop as possible this was a perfect uh, example of that, mm. um, you know, rainbow colors everywhere and, and all of that. And uh, it's it's actually it's used to even greater effect because when there is a fight with gore on this void of a planet, uh, they drain all that color away. And, it, you know, it, it stands out even more because it uh, it's like an eerie feeling like here, you know, light doesn't even shine and, and you don't get yeah. that vibrancy. It's all just death and decay. Uh, so it, it actually kind of plays into the story a little bit there. Uh, but I absolutely love the color palette that they had. Uh, the big thing for, for me with this movie, probably the biggest topic is just the, the comedy and the seriousness. And I think it needed way more balance. Um, it seems like there was a joke every 30 seconds with this. Like, Harry, I know you mentioned you can't wait to, um, you know, pop it in. And and when it comes to streaming, I guess, uh, yeah. queue it up, I should say. And, and you know, check out all the, the one-liners and stuff. Throwing it in the Blu-ray player. <laughs> exactly. But, hey, you know what? I, I enjoy that, too. Yeah. Checking out all the, the lines I missed on with the subtitles and everything. But like, I didn't I didn't feel like with this one that I missed that much dialogue, but it was just it's a constant barrage of jokes or yeah. like, you know, it, it, not even necessarily lines, but even like visual gags and stuff. And it's like I just it's weird. And I was talking with you about this offline. You asked me the day after, you know, what I thought. And, and I had mentioned this, but like half of me just wants a deadly serious Thor where we get this space opera, this very Shakespearean thing, you know, and, and we kind of got that with the first movie um, in the franchise, but like, I, you know, I, I, I would like to kind of go back to that and make it serious. And especially with a topic or a character, actually two things with a character like Gore and with a topic like what Jane was going through, which I'll touch on a bit later. There's there should be some seriousness, but I think between and I'm not going to throw it all on Taika's lap, but like I think between Marvel Studios being somewhat formulaic and Taika's success with his humor, uh, they just kind of said, well, screw all that. And we'll just you know, we don't need to make it as serious. Let's make it fun and jokey and all this stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy that and it works. I I 
I'm not opposed to it, but part of me is sad because it it yearns for something a little more. Like I, I don't have any any aspirations or or not aspirations, but I, I don't have any uh, misbeliefs that we're gonna get you know an art house Thor movie. I'm not expecting to see a two two and a half hour drama of Thor and and solely that. But like you can certainly find more balance, and they did not have that here. Um, it just, I don't know. It was, so, it, this is why yeah. I struggled <laughs> as, as you were like explaining that. And like towards the end, I kind of thought of like a good, uh, like if you mix Logan with Thor, like that kind of story that had like a very dramatic movie and had some elements of comedy in it, mm. but I, I, it's definitely a, a, a Tycho movie. And, and I, it's all over the, this movie. And that's what I mean. And I agree with you in terms of the comedy in it. It's, it's very overdone outside of the first, even I'll even throw the first scene in there until that God shows up. It's a very, like you're, you kind of look at him like this, this seems like it's going to be a dark movie. And then when that goofy God shows up and he's all, he's acted silly. And then like, and then the color comes in and as you were saying, and it just, you know, you put the guardians in here at, in the first few minutes and I think the comedy works there, but it just, it's like, if Gore's not on screen, you're going to do some kind of con- like, there's no straight. I, I feel like there's no dramatic part to this story without Gore in it. And even Gore has a goofy couple moments where he acts, acts like, you know, he kind of laughs at himself and he kind of sounds very jokerish, but that's it. Like it just, it, that's why I'm saying I exactly. felt like I was watching a couple different movies where it was just like the editing on this was very weird, where it would go from comedy, drama, like real dark, real dark. Then it's going to throw some goofy comedy stuff into it. And it's just, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just felt like there was a little too much on it. It's actually it's funny you guys are talking about this because I I felt similar on my first watch. And then when I went to go see it again, I saw it uh, the Monday after uh, the weekend. Um, I didn't feel it as much or I was able to better read the movie. I felt like in a way, and maybe that was just knowing the beats of where it was going to go. But I didn't feel as though it stuck out as poorly. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. You know, as, as Chris mentioned, you know, that opening scene when I first watched it, I was like, Oh, is like the God supposed to be funny. Like this guy's daughter just died. And like, he's asking for help, but it's like, this is a God talking to a mortal and he's like, he thinks he's invincible. So mm-hmm. like, if you read that scene that way, you know, I think it has a little bit of a different impact. So I'll be interested to see, you know, because, you know, what we're doing here is talking about, you know, our feelings after seeing it, you know, the first time, um, how you guys feel. But like, again, I don't know if that's because I just knew where the beats were going to go, but you know, there's that whole scene when they go to, uh, I'm going to struggle with the word again. Omnipotence city. There you go. Um, There we go. I got it. Um, When they go there, there'll be a running joke for the rest of the night. (laughs) Um, When they go there, it kind of has this serious, but also like non-serious tone. And like, I think that like it kind of works, but it also is like, you know, there is a little bit of a struggle there, but I, I also think like if you just remove that and make that like, you know, like Chris said, like gore killing one of the other gods or you focus more on gore in that storyline. And then you also have the Jane storyline. There is a lot jam packed into this movie. And again, I'm, you mentioned Snyderverse earlier. I'm not asking for a Snyderverse cut of this, but it did. It did feel like and this is sometimes the problem with the Marvel movies. 
in my opinion, where they're trying to fit so many things into this for the fans. Oh, we have Jane. We have the mighty Thor. We have Gore, the God butcher. We have Zeus. We have Thor's journey. And then, you know, throw Taika, you know, wackiness on top of it. And yeah, it's going to probably feel a little clumsy. Um, for me, I, I didn't think it, uh, again, I just, I had a lot more fun, uh, with that and I didn't feel as though the imbalance was as bad. Although upon first watch, I was like, was that a little too silly? Um, but then when I went to see it again, I was like, no, this, this kind of works for me. Um, you know, it it felt a little, a little smoother, uh, in my opinion. So I'll just throw that out there. Hmm. Uh, my last point, and then I'll pass it over to you guys. Um, uh, my last point for the first part of this anyway is uh the cg <laughs> just mm. terrible terrible cg very rough uh and overused Tough time out there for marvel with CG. yeah now uh for those following in the news recently you know a story broke where uh uh, someone, I think, would, I don't know if it was in response to the criticism of the She-Hulk CG or if it was in response to some of the rough CG from Thor. Uh, but I, I was going to say there was the Taika video with Tessa Thompson where they're kind of like making jokes about the movie. Like Tessa Thompson looks in one scene and she's like, yeah, this doesn't look real. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't. So I don't I think that's what kind of sparked it a little bit. But obviously, as you mentioned, um, the She-Hulk stuff was, you know, when that trailer dropped, everybody was kind of like, oh, right. Which, to be fair, I didn't think the She-Hulk stuff looked that bad. Uh, But, you know, it's I don't know. People I don't watch trailers, as we all know here. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, someone who works for a VFX house, uh, a client of Marvel Studios, um, basically came out and said, hey, look, we're overworked, underpaid. They they request, you know, multiple options of, you know, different the different effects and the way things look. Uh, and, you know, we just they'll do it in a time crunch and we, we don't have the time or resources to make it look like it should. And uh, in this movie for having the, the budget that it did um, and being a big blockbuster from arguably, you know, the biggest or one of the biggest money-making franchises, the CG doesn't look up to par uh, in some, some places. I'm not going to say, you know, we're watching something on the level of a sci-fi movie. I mean, that would, that would just be a blatant lie. It's not that bad, but for what it is, it, it's not where it should be. Um, and, uh, you know, the overuse of it, it's like, and this this could be just, you know, boomer on a soapbox time. But uh, <laughs> look, I get it. Practical effects, more expensive, more labor intensive. But guess what? It's still jobs. Um, but there's something to be said for practical effects. Now, can you have a disembodied floating head? as a practical effect, you know, showing, showing up through a vision or whatever. Yeah. Check out <laughs> revenge or uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the second reanimator movie, um, you know, they, they do that, but uh, look, it's, it's, yeah, it's not going to look great. You got to find a way to do that with CG and, and make it look good. But, um, but there are instances where you can do practical effects and if you can do them, you probably should because they will look better nine times out of 10. Um, a lot of people criticizing the uh, the Thor and Mighty Thor helmet slash face mask thing where they CG that on unnecessarily. It's like, just use a prop. 
Totally agree. Like, I get it. Props not always going to stick in the right place or, you know, look exactly 100%. But guess what? It looks real. Who'd have thunk? You know, it should. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just the, the CG was a bit much. Um, those are my first round of thoughts on this. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Hair, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I'll just go back to uh, just continue off of your uh, CG point a little mm-hmm. bit is... Um, you know, I, I think part of the issue, too, is is like from my perspective, I thought it was a lot of the shows. Um, but, you know, I will say this and even, you know, Multiverse of Madness, I didn't think was was bad, but I think had some moments where you can maybe point out and be like, eh, that didn't look too, too great. Um, Which but, is wild because like the first Doctor Strange looked amazing. Yeah. But and so like this, this goes, listen, power to the workers, um, pay them more, take more time. I think my biggest thing, you know, we'll probably talk about it later coming out of all this. And as we talk about how long this phase has been going on and how much content we're getting, which, hey, great for us. We have something new to talk about. Um, But like you need to chill. You need to relax. Listen, Avatar 2 is coming this December. It's going to blow CGI out of the water. It's going to be a game changer again. I can't wait. And that's what they I'm not saying they need to strive to do it that long. But like put some time and effort into this, like and allow people to have, you know, wages that fit what they're being asked to do and time to be able to do it, Um, you know, because as much as I want and listen, I I will show some sympathy for the for the um, minds behind it, because they probably have things like, hey, if this doesn't come out, you know, we talked a little bit when we talked about Doctor Strange, where it was like they had to flip that and Spider-Man in order, you know, to do whatever they needed to do storyline wise and Mm -hmm. add some new things and do reshoots. Um, But that maybe that affects it. Maybe then there's more pressure because they had to shoot new scenes or they had to add a new thing. Um, Anyway, I digress. Um, But yeah, the CG for me, uh, you know, I wasn't too upset as uh, on it on this movie, but I I definitely noticed it. Um, And it, it's something they need to address because for me, you can't continue to pump these out and not focus on the visual aspect of it. Cause we want to see these, you know, comics, these entertaining, you know, the, this is what people are going to the movies for. So if you're telling me like, I'm going to watch like you subpar CG, like I, you're already given that to me at my home. So um, I might as well just wait for that. Um, unless we talk about it on the pod, but um. Yeah, oh, I, well, I just want to say one thing, too, is like perception, because Marvel Studios, well, well, not they don't have a 100 percent squeaky clean record, but they're yeah. generally well regarded. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say that, you know, th- these accusations um, give them a black eye, but I would say it's certainly a bruise. And it's like, yeah, maybe you should revisit this and kind of look at your best practices and, and try to uh, amend this and, and be yeah. fair. So. And before I talk some low lights highlights, you want to mention anything on the CG? That's awful. It's it's really bad. And so this would be, and I'm, I please correct me if I'm wrong. The four, oh no, the fifth MCU movie that's coming out in Phase Four. I think so, it's the sixth. Okay, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll so take a look. But go ahead. Black, yeah, Black Widow, Eternals. Yeah, it's the sixth. Uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Okay. So Shang-Chi, and, and, and I'm not even going to talk about Shang-Chi and the Eternals during this because I thought their CG and the, and the both of those movies were really, really good. 
Um, Interesting. And even Spider-Man too. But I feel like like Black Widow CGI is god awful. Multiverse of Madness wasn't like wasn't Doctor Strange the first Doctor Strange level, and, and this this movie is there's a lot of CG in this that just does not look good, and I know it's not it's harder to do CG because like on a Thor movie mainly because this definitely didn't have a lot of um, like practical sets like maybe Ragnarok kind of possibly had a, a few a few more practical like practical sets on it. But this is, you're going to Omnipotent City, you're going to all these places, like a, a, a black and white moon, and it's they're not real places where you could set up, like, I think if you did a practical set, it would look like you're watching a, a, a sitcom. And it's so, I feel like it, this movie, like, the Thor movies, <clears throat> I feel like this relied way too much on the CGI, and I think it was just easier to notice what didn't look good. And, you know, like Greg, you had said, Marvel has a, a fairly good track record. And I watch movies like in the past, like even Endgame had some okay, like some iffy CGI shots in it. I'll give it that. But then like I look at Infinity War, which came out like a few years ago, and that CGI in that movie is almost perfect. Like I don't see any, like I, I think the way that was done is is almost like I can't really look at that. Like now I know it's fake, but I'm going to look at me like this actually other than like one or two shots. I'm like, this is perfect CGI Thor. No, I just, I feel like <laughs> they're not paying those, those, uh, those uh, special effects workers enough because uh, they probably were just like, yeah, you're paying me so little. This is what you're This is the helmet you're getting. Like you're getting this goofy helmet that takes up half the half the screen and looks like it was like drawn on with like markers. It's really bad. Um, now, I actually I, I like like the like some of the practical stuff in it. Like I loved Gore's um, his makeup and his look. I thought that was really good. I thought they I, I didn't know how they were gonna kind of do that, but I guess they painted them all white and I don't know. But that was that was very practical. Um, True. But I don't know. There were just some like, and, and I didn't even know that um, the helmets could be nanotech. Apparently that's like a thing now with a uh, mighty Thor's helmet. Just like, it looks like Iron Man's armor comes on her head. Like I was like, Oh, that, that happens. Um, but then, yeah, there's like, even the, when the guardian scene was on and the CGI was on there, I'm like, this is probably, we already have two scenes and the CG on it is not good. And it doesn't really speak that well for the rest of the movie. And going into the one pre- the post credit scene, when we jump into that a little bit, that CGI on the certain character we'll talk about is awful, is not good at all. Um, but I digress. The CG, it was bad. It, it really was. I, I, I can't, I, I don't think I could find a good thing to talk. Like, I can't find a thing in my mind to say like, oh, that CG was good at all. Like, I can't think of a good example. It just, mm. uh, it's more negatives. So, Damn. yeah. Harry, I'll throw it back to your points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just touching on some of the other stuff, um, you know, with it, I, uh, I enjoyed the recaps. I know some people kind of uh, dislike it, but I enjoyed the, uh, the recaps. Uh, I think there was at least two of them in regards to it. Uh, and uh, when Corey comes and, and does the two recaps, I kind of enjoy that. I also think we're getting to a point uh, and uh, I'm not joking with this where we're going to need um, like right before the movie starts, like a previously on 
um, for Marvel coming up, uh, especially if we start intertwining. I think what they'll probably end up doing is going Fantastic Four and X-Men route and just starting afresh with something. But if they continue to add these characters and other things, I think uh, we're looking at uh, previously on, um, which I don't think anyone would complain about. Um, because if you're trying to get an eight-year-old to do it or, you know, us or, you know, people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, you're going to need that um, for sure. One, uh, I, I want to jump in where it's like one gripe I have with the flashback that Cork had was mm-hmm. I think that that is a great idea to put it previously on. But they did a flashback with like Thor and Jane's relationship. Yeah. That was never touched on at all and told the story. That was wasted time. I'm sorry. Let me go back to my other part of the it was practical like a minute. The practical steps. Uh, yeah. That was the only practical part in the movie when they're sitting in someone's apartment. And that, like, you could have given that time to Gore. You could have given that. I, I did not. I, 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 I think that's a, such a short period of time. I understood that they had a history and. Like that, that was it. And it's, it's, I I didn't need that. I'm going to, I'm going to argue with you here on that because I think it was needed. I I do agree. They should have had more gore, but the, the relationship between Thor and Jane Foster was kind of flimsy based on the previous two movies. So they kind of needed to flesh it out here. And I think that did a good job showing stuff that, the tender moments that we didn't really get in those other films. And I think yeah. if you, if you get a stopwatch, Chris, and you started from that Korg story to like when they finished, I guarantee you it's no more than two minutes. Like that. I don't know. Two what... minutes is a lot in a two hour movie with like this. All right. Well, when we're hanging out with Zeus for 25 of it, you could probably cut that out and save that for Thor five with Zeus and Hercules in it and just do that. Spoiler. Well, whatever. <laughs> we didn't get to that yet. Okay, well, he's a character in the universe, right? So yeah, sure. people should know. <laughs> um, whatever. It's a. I just. I did. I did. I personally. I, I could do without it. I, I'm not saying I. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't. But right. like a lot of the one thing I I know a lot of people that complain about on like Twitter or online is they didn't understand how Mjolnir was able to go to Jane, and there was like a quick throwaway line of him yeah. saying protect her. And most people didn't pick that up. They're like, well, how did Jane, like, how did you, how was she chosen? And no one really understood. Like, that was like a big part of the story that wasn't, I, I you know, it just yeah. wasn't focused on enough. He just whispered it and people were like, oh, like you blink, you're missing that part. Fair enough. Um, I'm also looking, uh, I'm also looking for Valkyrie for a parks and rec show running, running the town and, and being what King mayor, like whatever, like, give me that. Um, I would love to see that, that, uh, like, where's the Marvel show for that? Give me six episodes, half an hour. Um, just them running around trying to run this theme park. Uh, so I had, I had a note about that too. It was like, please more, more Valkyrie and core. Give us like just a three episode Disney plus series, like a cute little adventure, you know, listen, this is what we want from the shows. Come Mm -hmm. on now. Um, I, uh, I kind of enjoyed the the Axel uh, tie-in, um, and I enjoyed the comedy he had with Thor when they first uh, start doing the he- Heimdall, uh, like, vision quest thing, whatever it is, ghost stuff. I enjoyed that, um, but uh, that was fun. Um, going back to uh, Omnipotence City, uh, really enjoyed Russell Crowe uh, the whole time. I think it might have uh, – some people didn't love it, but – I think Russell Crowe knew what he was signing up for. I think he looked like he was having a ball. 
um, and a great time. I'm sure we'll talk about him. Uh, but um, you mentioned the black and white or the chrome or the lack of color fight or fight slash. Uh, I thought that was one of the best. Um, I don't want to say shots of the movie, but one of the best kind of moments in the movie for me, all four of our you know main characters, you got Valkyrie, you got the mighty Thor, you got Thor and you got Gore all together, kind of having their moment before they have a fight. Um, my big thing with the fights is they always look like trash, but um, I wonder if because there was no color, they were able to make it look uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, those were kind of my thoughts of, of most of the first half hands. What, what about you? What was sticking out? Uh, so the, all right. the one thing that I, that I had beef with this movie was just the editing in it. I feel like a lot of scenes felt yeah. rushed. I know we're going to talk about it a little more with, um, you know, with Jane's Jane Foster situation before she comes mighty Thor. Um, but I'm just going to say that scene where she finds Mjolnir and goes to new, new Asgard. And she just like, I, I, I this was a good example of where the storytelling was just all over the place. And I thought it felt rushed. I would have, I thought it would have been awesome to see her transformation into Thor. And your first look at her is not, when she just shows up in the battle and you see like Mjolnir go all over the place and all like, <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm about to do this, but it, it, that scene where it remind like where she, it just shows her and then she shows up again later. It reminded me of like the editing in a movie like Morbius where it just, there's one wow. thing, there's just one scene and she's like looking wow. at the hammer, the hammer's like that, you know, Mjolnir's like has all the lightning behind it and then nothing. Like I would have loved if that thing broke out of the glass and like reformed with her holding it. That would have been cool. Not the first shot of her throwing the hammer and, and just killing all those demon things or whatever. Um, I, I think there uh, with the short runtime that really, like, you know, that, I, you know, it definitely bothered me. I, you could have added another minute. You could have take that, that apartment stuff and put it to uh, Jane transforming. Jeez. I won't um, let the apartment stuff go. No, I won't. And I'm uh, going to go on your note with Valkyrie. I'll watch Valkyrie in, in, in any movie. I'll like, let Tessa even, Thompson do anything. It, uh, yeah, I, I, she's so. absolutely, like, behind, like, Jennifer Connelly, I think Tessa Thompson is is my favorite actress. Um, she's amazing. She you want to go, in... go deeper in that, or you're just favorite actress? <laughs> you, you good? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm good there. Uh-huh. Um I I just, I, 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 if she needs to be in more, like, they need to put her in, in literally every every movie like i hope i hope her character shows up in avatar um and and everywhere uh i i agree i would love to see like a parks and rec like documentary of her and korg running running to asgard yeah um i do it's like right how there they, it's sitting there for you guys come on i i like the one thing i liked about ragnarok the best was her character development especially for like a new character which i i think marvel sometimes does struggle with character development in some of these movies especially on their secondary characters, but I think they did a good job in Ragnarok. I think they did a great job here with showing her, you know, she's not, she's not a, 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 a basically a, like a business person running a town. She's more of a warrior, which I, I love to see. Uh, you, you learn a little bit more about her, which, you know, blew the internet up when, you know, you find out that she had like, he, she had a girlfriend. One of my favorite scenes is when she, they escaped Zeus. And she like, kisses the one that the hand and the girl's like freaking out. Um, like I thought that was like, that was 
Did that really blow well up done. the internet? I didn't see any backlash. About I saw that. that. Well, recently I saw this that is on the deep webs. Uh, <laughs> no, like on Twitter, it, it's it's probably it's really just trolls, but it's like other people that are complaining that are like, and the same and the same goes with um with Korg. Um, yeah, I did I did see a little bit about the Korg. The, Korg, stuff, the people, you know, they they call it the you know woke Marvel mm-hmm. because of of their two and they're you know they're pushing the agenda. No, that's not what's happening. It's it's fine. Um, but I, I just I, I think she they developed now I, I will say like with the trailer, I thought she was gonna bite it in this movie. I honestly thought mm. she was gonna die. She was close to it. Yeah. But you know, Marvel has no problem killing off characters, but I, I um especially their villains, but I really thought for like a couple minutes they were gonna kill her off. But seeing that they didn't they killed Jane off instead, I, I guess they, they wanted to keep Tessa Thompson around more than Natalie Bortman. No. Um but I, I would love to see her in future, not even Thor movies, just some other Marvel project. Um, I think she is a good, uh, like a deep enough character. Give her her own series, like a Valkyrie series. I, I think it's a, a great idea. Um, but I, I mean, there, there's just like, you know, another couple of like the biggest things that I had with it. I, it it's kind of hard to dig into this movie when I, you know, it was just in my opinion, I'll, I'll put it into Harry's words. It was fine. <laughs> um. I, I, and I think, and we'll we'll probably dig in this a little bit on our next topic. Is I, I don't I think I'm starting to see I'm starting to experience like Marvel fatigue, oh. and it's Come that's on a lot over. for me to say. And as much as I love Marvel, and this is I really wanted something different from this movie, but it wasn't different. It was it was a very by the books superhero movie, and it was hey we have a villain. And he can kidnaps kids and we need to find a a special weapon to fight with them. And it's, you know, they go to whatever city and it doesn't work and and blah, blah, blah. And you think the villain wins and someone dies at the end. It's just very Marvel, the Marvel formula. Um, And I just, I don't think it really did anything and it didn't push the MCU further. At least we don't know yet. And it's it's probably it's going to be a forgettable movie for me. I mean, like wrapping it up. Wow. I just I, I I don't know. I I'm very conflicted because I I I want to love the MCU and everything that they they put out. But then I start seeing some things like even Doctor Strange, where I was like, it was it was good. It wasn't. It didn't move anything forward too much. And I just I don't know. It just, I, I don't know where they're going. Them, I, them, it, Disney, really, them Disney checks up cashing at hands. I, I, I so. hate, I, I hate saying that because the next thing we talk about, I think is going to move things further than what Thor did. Hmm. But you know, once we get to that a little bit later, um, we'll talk, but yeah, I'll throw it back to you guys. Greg, what about you? Anything else? Uh, yeah. So I just had some additional stuff here. I thought, um, Guardians of the Galaxy had a great role. I think that was a great use of them. They didn't overstay their welcome. They yeah, gave you just enough. Out, yeah, just I, enough to want more. And then, you know, they're out. So I have. How long do you think Chris Pratt was on set for that? Because he looks like he like just woke up and could it like <laughs> yeah, his hairstyle was a little wonky. He just he not even that like he just looked that like he's a goober. <laughs> he looked like he did not want to be in that movie. Not just like not even not want to be in the movie, but he didn't want to work that day. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when you like half ass something and you're just like you just show up, you do it and all they're like, look, we got to put you, you're, you're contracted to show up in this movie. Like, just do it. 
you're going to be in the movie for three, you have like four lines, five lines and whatever. And he was always like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. like it just, when he was delivering that speech about like, you know, the ones you love, he looked like he could care less about anything Marvel. I don't know. I, I didn't take great offense to that. I thought he was, I, it he was wasn't fine. a sense. It's just the offense. It just looked like, I mean, it wasn't his movie. It just looked like he just did not want to be there, but yeah, it was, I mean, that's the only takeaway I got from it. I'm glad I saw them. I, I'm not going to complain that he was in the movie. It just seemed like he really phoned it in a little bit. He had that Mar. He had to go back to filming Mario. <laughs> Jeez. Um, on a more serious note, uh, one of the the other topics that uh, that I really I felt they they did great injustice to and they mishandled was. Uh, uh, Jane's battle with cancer and I use you know battle in quotations because if you watch this movie you sure couldn't tell she was battling you know there was a, a few scenes where she just kind of uh, looks like a little paler maybe a little more frail but overall she seemed in pretty good health for someone with a terminal disease uh, you know my I, again talked with Harry about this offline but my father passed away from cancer several years ago and i know not everybody's experience is going to be the same but you know i was i was with him on some occasions when he went to chemotherapy and and got out and i know how people uh react to that and it's not sitting there acting as though they have a saline drip and they're completely fine and making jokes and all of this stuff like it's a painful process um even in the comics with the mighty thor you know, Jane loses her hair. She's she is very fragile and frail um, in her mortal state. And in this, I mean, she just she, she looks normal. And, you know, I get it. It's a Disney movie and it's a Marvel Studios movie. You don't want to scare kids and go too deep into this and everything. But I, I feel like they didn't do it enough justice for for people that have actually fought through cancer it just um it didn't seem like much of a struggle to her uh so i don't know i just i was not a fan of how that was handled um you guys have any thoughts on it they i i you know they did tiptoe around and i and i think you you hit the nail on the head with it just being disney and they didn't want to you know i i think they wanted to kind of keep it as as i guess as light as possible and not really uh they didn't want to put a lot you know i i don't want to say like like accuracy with it because i think like yeah if this is a pg-13 movie for that a lot of kids are going to see and and they didn't want to put you know what the actual like the truth behind it like you know how it does affect people um and it just yeah she did not look like she looked healthy through 99% of this movie. The only time when she didn't is when she like ended up passing away after transforming into Thor and dying. Right. And, and like from, from, I think Gore killed her. Uh, I don't even remember, but I think I, her transforming into Thor is basically what did it. Um, and it, it, it just, even when she was already turned in, like the, she was in the hospital after they fight Gore the first time, she didn't look, she didn't look sick. She just looked like she was, in the hospital for fighting a God killer. Like she just looked like she was just hurt. And, and I, I you know, I, I think they, they didn't. Um, yeah. I'd like, it, it wasn't, 
So I think putting the word battle in quotes was, you know, it, it didn't look like she was really battling with anything. So, um, Harry, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they kind of yada yada it and kind of just, you know, for, for those Seinfeld heads out there, but, um, kind of just, you know, blew through it and, um, didn't really spend the time to acknowledge it. Um, which, you know, coming to Sundance this year is, is Greg's, uh, art house, art house, uh, Thor movie where Jane battles <laughs> cancer and, um, it's all we, black we and get, white, baby. Yeah, we get their apartment shots of, of them fighting through their relationship. Now, nah, but but on on a serious note, yeah, it is. It's a choice. Um, you know, I, you know, it, it it's something that you know we spent. I, I don't even know how many Iron Man movies with like Tony trying to struggle with the the hole in his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just I think when you're trying to fit in Zeus and you're trying to fit in Gore and you're trying to fit in the Mighty Thor and you're trying to fit in Thor into one movie that's two hours long, you're going to run into this situation where had they cut out even half of what they wanted to touch on in this and save it for a future Thor movie um, and maybe run them back to back quicker. uh, You know, I think you probably get a little bit more seriousness because Taika can do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, hunt for the wilder people, um, Jojo rabbit, you know, has some serious undertones where, oh, yeah. you know, so I don't know how much of that is on him as much as it is of the, you know, the writers or whoever just being, you know, I mean, I guess he was a writer on it too, but just kind of, you know, flying through it. And I'm not even saying that they needed to give it more time, right? but they, they should have shown it to be more of a struggle. Like let's yeah. see the impact, you know, it, I think it was only a, like a five minute scene, maybe even less, but beginning of the first guardians movie when quills in the hospital yeah, with his mom true. i yeah. mean i got the sense that she was going through a struggle there yeah. um and it was near the end i didn't get that same feeling with uh gene Fair so enough. um man the goats <laughs> i uh oh, come on yeah. now don't get me wrong i i was happy that they were included in the movie but um because they they are in the comics but uh it, they just Taika beat that to death, man. And I read an article where he was saying he didn't even know about these screaming goats. And then he saw a clip on the internet as he was writing this. And he's like, Oh, that's fantastic. I got to throw these in. It's like, come on, dude. I just like two, three times maybe, but they right. were, they were like, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was incessant. Yes. <laughs> Uh, too much too much screaming goats yeah so that was just a little too much to me uh i thought russell crowe killed it as zeus uh this was definitely not the classic interpretation of zeus from either the comics or i guess really uh um uh history's mythology but uh i i enjoyed it um i kind of what harry mentioned earlier i felt like he he got a kick out of it and was just kind of you know living life to the max and, and having fun with the role and yeah. And kind of doing his thing. And I was for it again, not, not really the way Zeus is portrayed in the comics, but uh, it fit for what this movie was. Yeah. This, this, this fit, this is the one thing that fit with the comedy in here where it was, I thought it was really well done. Right. Um, I felt like the mighty Thor should have been more stoic. Uh, the comedy stuff with her trying to figure out a catchphrase and all that super cringe, uh, you know, and, and this kind of ties into Jane battling with cancer where it's like, 
yeah, I get it. She's kind of living out a little bit of a fantasy as being a superhero, but at the end of the day, she's still dying. And it's like, you know, are you really worried about that stuff or, or making funny quips when, you know, you're, you're doing this to, to protect people and, and save people and, you know, fulfill whatever, I guess, final wishes you have, but like, you're not doing this to, to just be a walking superhero trope, you know, like, so it just, it didn't ring true to me. And again, you know, sure. The way they portrayed her fits with what was in this movie, but it's like, that's not, it's, it doesn't fit what the character was going through and it, it doesn't jive with what we were presented in the comics. So, so there's like yeah. 20 something Marvel movies, like probably almost like pushing 30 almost. I don't even know at this point how many there are Nine. a lot. There's how much? 29, 29. Yeah. 29. So there's going to be a 30 by the end of the year. I don't think one, uh, one, I don't think one character ever said her used a catchphrase other than like Captain America. You saying I could do this all day mm-hmm. and the Avengers assemble that we had to wait like 20 movies for. I and can do this it. all day. Well, and let's not forget. It's Morbin time. <laughs> it's Morbin time. I forgot that one. Yeah. But the MCU, like not one of these superheroes ever said, like ever said, like a repeated phrase other than like, I am Iron Man, which probably was repeated twice. You just and... named like four catchphrases, my guy. It's a thing. <laughs> no, no, it's a, no, but they never said, oh, I'm going to say like, this is my catchphrase. Like well, they... in, in Black Widow, they have the whole thing about like, what is this? Your pose? You do the pose? That's different like, I, though. I That's but uh, all right, all right, no, right. no, I'm, but I'm not, I, I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying like, it, I think that's actually something that they've shown in the past. Like the show, yeah. like black widow, that's her, that's her pose. But like, they've never, no one's ever said like, Hmm, what's going to be my catchphrase. I, I will also say too, I think they do a little bit injust of injustice and in what we all thought the movie was going to be, which I think some of us didn't want was a kind of like origin story for the mighty Thor. And like they talk about it, like I think they mentioned she's had she's known she's had cancer for a while. And then I think she does the whole like kind of superhero thing for a little while, because obviously, you know, Valkyrie knows, you know, her whole story. So there's obviously some gaps that they again, yada, yada to fill in in regards to it. So girls talk. They they she shared all that the minute they met. Fair enough. Uh, What else do we have here? Eternity. So. I love uh, Eternity, the the concept of the character. And um, in fact, I I had actually plans at one point for that to be my next uh, tattoo, just the character of Eternity, because I love the design and the concept of it. Um, I was a little bummed because they didn't quite make it as grand as it's usually portrayed in the comics. Eternity is just a massive entity, for lack of a better word. I mean, he it, he's he's kind of a metaphysical being that contains all of the universe within him. But you're still, I say him, but really, I, I don't think he has a gender. Um, but he can you can exist outside him, but you still see everything that's inside him. And it's just it's a wild, wild thing. So absolutely love it uh here it was kind of weird because they just made him like a MacGuffin, like he's a magic wish granting machine uh so wasn't a huge fan of that and didn't like how they just you know i mean they didn't make him huge (laughs) you know he's 
he's like bigger than a celestial. And here he was just, he seemed like, I don't know, 15 feet tall or whatever. There there wasn't any sense of grandeur to it. Um, So I, I don't know. It was cool to see a live action eternity but uh left me a little lacking for sure um so i'm I, hoping I, they would maybe dig into that like maybe in another and like a marvel maybe i don't know if they if if Etern- or attorney has any thing so, to do with like eternals or not or i don't know i think if they were going to just do it it would have either been during dr strange because he's had encounters with eternity or it would have been during infinity war Endgame because thanos when he takes the infinity gems at least in the comics he confronts all of these beings because there's eternity there's a living tribunal there's order and chaos there's infinity like there's there's a whole bunch of these yeah and that doesn't happen in the mcu so i don't think that we're gonna get any more eternity they they showed just for the briefest of glimpses the living tribunal in multiverse of madness but i think that was more just an easter egg and i I don't see them having any plans for any of these giant cosmic beings yeah okay uh oh i'm sorry go ahead no i just said okay okay. yeah no more no more eternity and uh lastly uh i thought it was a cute explanation um the way they handled the title reveal love and thunder uh but to, to quote guns and roses where do we go now? Uh, you know, mm. it's just, I look, I think it was again, uh, interesting, but I'm not trying to see this little kid tag along with Thor. So his real better... life daughter, you don't want him hanging out shooting no. that together. No, no, I, I don't <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. With, no. with uncle Thor and, you know, putting stickers on Yalni or whatever, like, come on. Um, look, I'm sure they'll do another Thor movie. Uh, writer off in between. I don't need to see anymore. Like, <laughs> I look. I don't. I hate to be that guy, but I'm sitting here and I'm talking about. I want to see a more serious Thor and give me, you know, give me some some of that drama and and all of that. And I don't need his tag along adopted niece. Like, sorry that shoots laser out lasers out of her eyes or whatever. Like. I get it. It was a cute bit and it served its purpose, but I don't need that character again. Sorry. Thank you. I completely agree. Get rid of her. And why was she, why was she carrying Stormbreaker when it's literally like three times her size? And I love that Thor got Mjolnir back, but yeah, you didn't like, like why couldn't like she be left at new Asgard? Why did she have to be tagging along with Thor? Valkyrie can, well, no, I don't want Valkyrie raising her. Someone else can raise her. Actually, no. I mean, it, it would make sense for Valkyrie to raise her because she could raise her to be a Valkyrie. That's you fair. Know, okay. A, a Valkyrie, and yeah, Valkyrie raise her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that should be Thor 5. I mean, I think I have a feeling like with the post credits, we know where the story's going. I honest, but I but I, I don't I don't have any confidence in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll touch on the post credit stuff a bit later and my rating, but that's the second half of the movie. Uh, what did you guys think? Do you have any additional thoughts there? Uh, hands? I, the second half, I, I I feel like the I liked the action in it. I liked it. Like I don't know too much about Eternity in the comics, so I can't really. I I think you kind of nailed that uh, in terms of what is expected compared to what we got. Mm-hmm. My biggest gripe that I had was the was the girl was the daughter that was like I I love the action in it, but I, I the guy think- who loved Leia in Obi Wan. 
That's different. This, Leia was Leia was like was was written into a story to tell like to poorly. tell an overall story. What poorly? But you're crazy. I thought she was great. This girl was just thrown in, and they gave her magic powers because she was born from it eternity. Like two minutes. It she's in matter. it for like five minutes. It doesn't minutes. matter because wow. she's going to have to be, like Greg said, she's probably going to be tagging along in Thor 5 or whatever Avengers movie that Thor shows up in. Uh, those, checks, gonna... those, really, those checks, those Disney checks dried up at your house, didn't they? Yeah. yeah we, I haven't signed into Disney Plus in forever. They're mad at me. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, I don't, I guess I, I want, I didn't want them to kill Gore. That was my biggest thing. Like I did not want him to die. And I and I just they they did but, they it just it was but if this, Christian Bale isn't gonna make another movie, are you gonna recast Gore? If they dude, if they pay him enough, he'll come back to do he like apparently he's got he likes that Batman money. He doesn't need this check. Well, yeah, but he just said he would do Batman again if he wanted you know if Great. the circumstances were right. Yeah, the money ain't paid at Batman. No, I, I I I have a feeling like if they talked if they talked to Bale before, like, look, we want you for two films. He probably would have done it. I, I think so. You pay him enough money. Yeah, they're also there. they're also not doing eight and nine picture deals anymore. No, they're not. Marvel no. Studios. I know, so. but you could do like a two, like a do a two, and like Gore shows up in Thor five or something. I just or maybe like put a stinger at the end that shows like he's not really dead. Well, I don't know. Let but me just, let me ask this really quick. When do you no. think the next Thor movie is coming out? Probably, probably when Finn turns eighteen. <laughs> so, 15 so fifteen years. Fifteen years from now, I, probably we're not going to see a Thor five in in our lifetime. I don't the, shut up. I, I It'll be like five years. It'll yeah, be four, that's years. what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you know, Christian Bale's all of a sudden signing up his life for five years from now. For it's like, hey, when Whatever. we need you. I I don't know. I just I I, I like that. Like I said, I just I I just feel like. I don't know. They don't use gore. Don't use villains that you're going to kill off in one movie. I just think uh, that that's my oh, that's my enough, beef with Marvel. The, the second half of this movie was extremely, a Greg said the word, formulaic. This was it, just a very paint-by-numbers Marvel movie, and there's not like one thing that sticks out above another and say, like, I'm glad they did this, I'm glad they did this. Yeah, they gave Thor a daughter at the end. His own daughter. And, and killed, and killed uh, Natalie Portman. Like they brought her back just to kill her. I think she was she ready. She died of a broken heart. Out. She died of a broken heart and Thor powers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that I, I don't, I mean, I, that's, that's my beef on the second half. I just, I, I feel like I lost interest in this movie probably right after they left um, Omnipotent City. Wow. And then I was like, all right, like I know where this is going. This is, this is like, this nothing's gonna blow me away in this movie where I'm like, especially when they all the kids got Thor powers. I was I was checked out. Like that, uh, at that yeah. point, I'm you know like, what? I didn't even touch on that, but that was a little... I like that. I thought that was an easy way to keep them kids there. And uh no, it was an easy way. It was it was plot armor. They gave they gave the kids plot armor with giving them Thor powers. Dumb. Sorry, that's it. This coming from the guy who like praised the nine-year-old who was Leia in Obi-Wan. Hates kids all of a sudden. Okay, she was a main character. I'm not getting into this. I'm not getting into this. (laughs) Fair enough. This is crazy. I could say I you could make that 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 comparison if I said, man, the kid who played Luke was a great actor because he was in this movie just as much as this little girl was in Thor Love and Thunder. And not Leia. Leia was a I'm main just, character just, in the series. I'm more interested in the fact that there was 
these kids in the movie who I would say screen time one tenth of the movie, maybe. Okay, why did they give them the God of Thunder's powers? Why did they give the floating head magical so they fight the demon, the, the demon monsters. Okay, Done. that is dumb. I didn't know you could transfer Thor powers like that to just anyone. Well, now you know. Is in oh, the great! Movie. Now it's I know. Canon. This is Stranger Things <laughs> stuff where I didn't know. I didn't know well, Elf could bring so people back look, from the dead. I, I like. I did find that plausible because with Odin dead. Thor has the Odin force now. He is that okay. guy. Ooh. So that makes sense. But bring in, bring in the nerd. Yes, but is it something that I want to see? No. It's no. it's just goofy. It was it wasn't dumb. the whole movie. It was like literally five minutes. It was the the, the freaking right. climax the of the movie. It was the big yeah. battle. I would say end. this big battle is actually better than some of the other big battles that have recently been in these Dude, high. bad Marvel shows and uh, some of these movies no, better than not... the Black Widow one. Mm, well, Black I don't Widow know. is just the drawn up on a computer. Better than Eternals. I don't know. So. Are you, dude? You're you are Eternals is the, probably one of dude, the. It's I'm having you commit one it. of the worst Marvel movies. So I'm having you commit it. Better than better than Shang Chi because that one was rough. That one was ugly and gross and bad CGI. You're insane. So, I'm not insane. You, Go rewatch you are, it. You are I'm, a crazy person. First you, of all, <laughs> I've rewatched it multiple times. Second of all, I'm pretty sure if we rewound and went back to the episode, you were praising that scene. So uh, I was not praising that scene. I said that it like uh, the scene when he's standing in front of the volcano or whatever it is with his dad. Awful CGI there. Then the whole dragons fight was not terrible but this was better than this fight was better than that but maybe Listen, we'll have to do a ranking the wheels are coming off the train really quick in this conversation mm -hmm. and i i just i we'll just hop on the train to miss marvel you know what i mean we'll just get on that train all right well let's let's wrap this up then so <laughs> we got the post credit scenes um look the first one with uh brett goldstein as hercules uh I like the casting, but he needs to bulk up in a major way. Um, I I was so in shock at seeing it happen uh, and the casting of it that like I didn't fully take it in when I when when I saw him on screen. So I had to go back and look at screenshots afterwards. And uh, yeah, I mean he's he's got some work to do in the gym. And, <laughs> No, go ahead. No, and like even in Ted Lasso, he has a shirt off and he looks like he's like kind of he's not he he looks like he's built like soccer player built like he looks like he's in good shape. He's but lean I, like, and he's cut, but he's not yeah. like a jack dude. He needs to be a yeah. jack dude for Hercules. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. Like I think I feel like there was a lot. I feel like his whole outfit was like I don't know if the CGI background or whatever, but it just didn't. It wasn't put into like it didn't look right. But then when like I, same thing when you look at the pictures, it just looks off. Mm -hmm. and and he's definitely i don't even think he's like a big guy like he's not like six foot or something like i i honestly don't know he's probably like maybe but i like you're like with hercules or like like chris hemsworth like hemsworth is like is ripped like Brett goldstein is, is not so like and i hopefully i mean i i guess they can they can they'll make it work but i, I he seems like the kind of guy that would probably like at least put his all into it. What's your boy? You know, he I love, dude. I, I, I screamed naughty words when uh, when he was on screen. 
Well, my boy needs to hook up with Dwayne Johnson and and hit some time in the Ugh. Iron Paradise and take some tips from him because uh, if he's gonna fill out this role, he's he's got some work to do. But acting wise, we know he'll kill it. So I well I I I'm I'm nervous. Well, I'm glad they didn't kill Russell Crowe. Like I'm so glad I saw. I, <laughs> I know. I like, yeah. In hindsight, I might have been more happy that Russell Crowe was still alive and not dead. And like I'm looking, I'm like, man, like it was so, and like his whole speech that he gave. But I, when I saw that, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, like this is. I would, I was like pushing like on Twitter for like the, all the 108 people that follow me to um to really get um. I wanted him to play Wolverine. I think he'd be a great Wolverine. But uh, I, as long as he's in the MCU, at this point, everyone's going to end up in the MCU. So this is just his time. Yeah, we make it a call at some point. So keep your keep your phones on, boys. Harry, <laughs> uh, what did you think of Bright Goldstein? Uh, I mean, obviously it's exciting, but I just go back to, you know, we talk big picture. It's like, when are we going to see him? When, like, is, is he actually going to matter? Um, because I don't know where this phase is going. Um, we still don't know where it's going. Apparently we've been shown we should know where it's going, but I'm, you know, I'll get excited in four years when, uh, Thor five comes out or five years, whatever we decided on it. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, it's another good actor introduced to the Marvel universe. So hopefully he, uh, he does justice to the role and doesn't have nerds like Greg being like, he's not bulky enough. So um, he's friggin' Hercules. He should be bulky. Yeah, man. All right, well, don't, I didn't cast him. So, you know, <laughs> we're, we're here now. So, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then the second post credit scene, we got Jane being accepted into Valhalla uh, upon her death, being greeted by Heimdall. Uh, absolutely love this scene. I thought it was a great capper. Yeah. Um, uh, just fantastic. So really, really touching. I, w- I wanted to say it reminded me of in Pirates of the Caribbean in one of those movies where uh, Will Turner, um, spoiler, he kind of he kind of bites it or you think he bites it. And then he ends up coming back to the beach um, mm-hmm. or whatever to for his one day or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. um, it reminded me of that, of just like, just do that. And like, we don't I don't need more. Like, don't like make it, you know, is possibility of anybody coming back or let's explore this universe. Like, just ha- I would like to see more of these for Marvel, like the Hercules reveal and this nice touching moment, like make those more of your closers instead of a silly cutscene of a hot dog man. Like, I don't need that. A in the pizza movie. popper. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, pizza. But he working a hot dog vending machine pretty much. <laughs> but it's like, don't give me that silliness. Like, give me something that, like, is just makes me go, oh, that was nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that hard. Just go well, ahead. The Thor, Thor 2 did that, where he, like, came and, like, saw Janie, hung up his hammer. And that's, why I guess, where all the cutscenes start from this yeah, one. Exactly, all the apartment stories. But- yeah, we yeah, get that. Now, now you're piecing it all together. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, one minute cutscene of the apartments. Yeah, I um, the Hala. I don't know what the rules are of this place. Like, can they? I, I guess they can bring people. Maybe they'll come back somehow. I, I don't know. And where's Odin? No, um, Odin didn't die in battle. He, so is he in, the in this place? He just uh, is in the ether. You know, Thor. Thor got his essence, and that's it. Well, hell doesn't exist in this. Oh, even right. even though it is one of the nine realms, uh, but it, it doesn't seem to exist in the MCU because Hela is the ruler of hell and oh, she's oh, not she's, there. So she's done. So, so yeah. all right. 
I don't know. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, all right. So I give Thor Love and Thunder three stars. I If we mm. did quarter stars, I'd do three and a quarter. I just couldn't get it up to three and a half. Uh, you know, again, fine movie. Um, not one of my favorites for the MCU. How about you guys? I, I go two and a half. Wow. So that's, that's low for me for an MCU movie. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. It's it's think, two and a half points above Morbius. Jeez, Louise. I think I think you need to go uh, revise all twenty nine movies and see where this one falls hands. But uh, I gave it three and a half stars. I uh, I enjoyed this. Like I said, I think it's a, a poor man's uh, Ragnarok, and I'm a fan of that. Um, I ranked it number fourteen out of uh, twenty nine movies. Um, you know, ebb and flow there as far as you know what your thoughts are. But um, I had it ahead of. Uh, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Multiverse, Ant-Man, Shang-Chi, uh, but I have it behind Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and Iron Man and Avengers Age of Ultron. So just to kind of see where I'm putting it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move on from the big screen to the smaller screen uh, <laughs> with Ms. Marvel, uh, the newest Disney Plus uh, MCU series to finish up. Um, I'll just, you know, start off with some of my takes on it. I thought it was outstanding, uh, fresh, vibrant, full of youthful energy. Um, you know, we get the, the kids in high school story, but it didn't just feel like generic kids in high school. It, it felt different and better. Uh, I thought Kamala as a character was fantastic. And Iman Vellani, the, the, you know, woman yeah. portraying her absolute star. 100%. So, so charismatic and likable. Um, you know, she did a really good job with this role. Felt like a very realistic uh, character and, you know, someone that you would want to be friends with. Uh, just very, very likable. Um, she kind of reminds me almost actress wise of uh, Auli Cravalho, uh, the, the woman who did the voice of uh, Moana. Um, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I've only seen her in limited live action stuff, like one or two movies, but, um, uh, you know, I think she, she could kind of be on that same trajectory there, uh, maybe get some more work, but, um, I'm sure she'll be in the, uh, she being Iman Vellani, uh, will be in the uh, MCU for quite a bit. Uh, this was a very, very different storyline from the comics. Um, uh, not bad, but probably the most inaccurate, adaptation yet very very far uh hmm. but the crazy thing is even with that they nailed the essence which is why it shines through now normally i'm i'm the guy who's like stick with what you have because that's what got you to the game like the popularity of these stories is what what drove um you know the i guess the what drove the story to be propelled into the mass consciousness and, and all that stuff. But even though they skewed very far from that, uh, they did a great job with the execution here. And uh, I, I got to commend them. I didn't think I'd find myself saying that, uh, you know, I, I miss seeing some of the things that I read, but again, they, they did a really good job. Uh why must everybody's secret identity get exposed? <laughs> this is like There's not one person in Marvel is is considered like has has a secret yeah. identity. Everyone, no. it's not like DC is like 
you know, Clark Kent throws glasses on and people are like, who the hell is this? This guy can't be Superman. But Marvel's just, they just flat out, they, they do not care about anonymity. It's, it's all just whatever. They really don't. I mean, by the end of every movie or show, at least five people know the main character's secret identity. And it's annoying because then it's not a secret identity. It's just an identity. So you know what movie they didn't do that in? What? The Batman. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something <laughs> in the way. Yes. Uh, and then one other initial thought, not huge on Bruno's portrayal. Um, I'd like the actor playing him, but yeah. they kind of made him seem like the jealous type a little bit, like not in a, a heel, like bad person way, but like he just constantly had like wistful looks towards uh, Kamala whenever she was, you know, cavorting with another yeah. male uh-huh. Yes. Uh, well, Cameron and um, the dude from the Red Daggers, too, right? Yeah, uh, he so, was concerned about that. Yeah, so it's like he... he. I get it. You know, he's... Let me live, for her. bro. Yeah, but like, just they don't need to... They don't need to show that. Like, he should either be happy for her or make his move, but like, don't... Yeah. Don't give me, like, constant shots of, like, pained expressions from him, like, oh, I wish she was mine. So I don't know. Uh, if, but if this was a Degrassi storyline, he'd be the villain. <laughs> Jeez, well, thankfully, it's not. Uh, all right. So yeah, those are my initial thoughts. But I, I have some additional. But let's go around the table. Uh, uh, hands, any thoughts yeah. on Ms. Marvel? Yeah. So I, I actually was. I was really surprised because when I started watching this, um, it wasn't what I expected at all. Because I was like expecting. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a different Marvel show. I was waiting. I guess it's it's going to happen if they do a season two is when she starts actually doing the stand up uh, scenes. And wait, we watched if I watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel instead. Oh, my God. oh. oh I'm sorry. That was, that was my sorry. head hitting the mic. <laughs> How many seasons did you get through? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't watch it. Um, no, more Marvel, importantly, how much time did you spend thinking of that joke? <laughs> Someone wrote that for me. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Um, so uh, back to Miss Marvel. I um, this was a very different, uh, a different show for me, and it kind of felt like a homecoming, like a John Hughes version of Homecoming, where it was a good. Nice. It was a definitely a mix of like teen, um, like you know, high school drama going on, and 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 you it focused a lot more on the high school part of it than I feel like homecoming did. And, you know, just the more of the, the teen troubles that you deal with, like outside of being a superhero. Um, I, I loved, um, I loved Kamala's relationship with, 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 um, with her family. Like I, I thought they, do- they, they really dove like really deep into that. And, um, and I'm I, uh, Aman. What? How do you say her last name? I'm sorry, I don't. Milani. Yeah, her her chemistry with all the characters, uh, like all the other cast members, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I I was really iffy on this movie when they first announced or this show when they first announced it because this is definitely a tough story to tell to get everyone to watch it, and not a lot of people did, unfortunately. Um, at least from what the numbers came out, they said it was I think their lowest like premiered show on mm-hmm. Disney plus, which is a shame because they're really missing out on, on a, a, a good story that they told. Um, I, I, one of the things that I noticed was her powers. Yes. They're different than what they are in the comics and on the amazing Spider-Man uh, cartoon show on 
Disney, which yes, she can stretch her limbs and like basically shape shift. Which biggin. <laughs> yeah, I, this I'm glad they did this because when I first heard they were going to make a, a Miss Marvel TV show, I'm like, this sounds stupid. I don't want to see her with her big hands walk around and just like punch people with her giant hands and extend her legs. That, that sounds dumb and it's going to look awful. So I'm, I'm glad that, that they, <laughs> they kind of relied on like the cosmic ability of it. Um, and I, I think it just fit more into the MCU instead of just like a, a, a female version of Stretch Armstrong running around or running around uh, Jersey City. Um, so I'm glad that they did that. Now we'll touch on a little bit because I have a feeling there's going to be some discussion towards the end of this series about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I don't like, and this is what I, I don't think I really enjoyed too much about Moon Knight, is there's so much um, mythology in regards to your characters and their backstories and where like certain things come from. And, and I just feel like it's a lot to kind of handle in a six episode series. And I thought with Moon Knight, with the whole, um, you know, with the, the Egyptian gods and keeping track of who's who and, and the story, it, it, it felt like they were fit putting a lot into such a small, a small piece of, of, of MCU, which is just six episodes. So I find, I found myself like getting confused, like probably by like the mid third episode and it just seemed like, all right, who am I rooting for? Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Like, it, it just, it seemed all over the place. And then at one point she goes back in time. And I'm like, my head was just like, what, what's going on? Like, it just, I need, this is the kind of show I need more than six episodes on. Like, give me like, give me like an eight to nine episode, like Loki, or uh, I don't even know what other ones were, like WandaVision. I think that would, that would yeah, like, that one fit I think this. was like 10 or 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I loved the I loved the the soundtrack in the show. That's the one thing I, I don't think I put on my notes. Yeah. They, I was like I was like bopping to some of these. Like it's songs, you know. It, it's definitely um, uh, you know, more Middle Eastern music, and I was kind of just like, like this is actually like really good. Like I, I I don't I've never heard this before, but it's definitely they mix like some like hip hop with it. I'm like this is this is this is nice. I'm gonna have to check out the soundtrack. Um. But yeah, I mean, uh, coming off of the story, I, th- I feel like it definitely was, it, it reminded me of Moon Knight where I kind of lost interest in Moon Knight because I feel like there was more stuff. I, The more stuff I have to follow in a show that's only six episodes, I'm going to lose a little more interest in it. And I think that's what kind of happened here. Now, it brought me back towards the sixth episode, but once we get a little farther into our discussion, I'll talk about that. But just initially, I, I, overall, I did enjoy the series. I thought it was great. And it was a fresh take on a character that not a lot of people know. And I think that they they kind of did it justice to fit into a more realistic, or not I won't say realistic, but a more, I guess, power-centric MCU, where instead of her just having big hands. Mm-hmm. Hair. Yeah, I mean Moon Knight's trash, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, they really did Oscar Isaac dirty, so um, shame. I liked Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight was fine, and the more we get it's away fine. from it, and the more like <laughs> I yeah. see other content because they got content coming every like three weeks. Um, it, Moon Knight's trash. Um, really, uh, really, one hundred percent, totally in agreement with you, Greg, about uh, Aman Vellani. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she uh, brought an energy. Um, a performance that was just um, so fun to watch. Uh, 
and especially in that first opening episode, it, it really had a lot of Scott Pilgrim vibes for me. For sure. um, and maybe even in the second episode uh, before they kind of jump over to Karachi um, for me. Uh, I honestly, again, and maybe this is just me. I would have preferred the Karachi stuff, like go in chronological order and kind of tell that story in the first episode. And I think you would have probably had a lot of people been like, this sucks. This is boring. I don't understand. And then like, move more into the fun stuff in the later and people be coming off a high. I felt like it kind of, well, that's if they decide to stick around. Cause if you go that route, yeah, then, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, it's just like, I feel like the funnest parts about the show is Chris mentioned as well as like the family dynamic. We're learning about Kamala and how she's like discovering these powers, but like, she's also discovering how to be like a high schooler and like, you know, running into like boys and like stuff like this. And like, just trying to live her life. You know, she has the mosque that she goes to. And like, there's so many things that we're trying to fit into one thing. And then we have to have this like Marvel garbage on top of it. Um, and <laughs> I just, I love the part where she's Ow. like a kid and she gets to like do fun things. And it's like, well, we got to circle back to the Marvel stuff. And it's like, dude, I don't care. Like, so I'm um, very excited to see what uh, Aman Vellani uh, does outside of the Marvel universe. But also excited to see her hopefully play a more prominent role um, because besides I'm trying to think of the actress who played um, shoot. What was in Loki? What was the, uh, the woman's name uh, or her character? Sophia. Did I make that up? Um, I'm trying to remember. I got Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Um, but anyway, like it. she was, she was like Golden a girl's a, fans. <laughs> she was like a star coming out of Loki for me. And I would like to see her in more things besides Jonathan majors. Um, which we know is going to play a role. Um, but anyway, Sophie D. Martino. Yeah. And what go. was what was the character's name? Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah. So Sylvie, another standout. Loki. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a quick note about Avengers Con. Um, how much do you guys think it costs to go to Avengers Con? Twenty Dude. bucks. That, not even that. Yeah, like okay. that's All like right. that's like you maybe that. So this you is get like, like a, a fair that comes and like or a circus that gets set up and like we're like here. Well, it's well okay, but but keep in mind this is the first one, right? Right. Okay, so so you know, even yeah. San Diego Comic Con had humble yeah. beginnings at one point. Well, I was yeah, but this say, dude, this looked like it was like a factory building. Oh come on. That, like I, I, it's I don't have anything bad against it, but like did, she was talking to something like this is the event that like you can't miss, yeah. and it was like an old rundown factory that you're just like oh yeah, but she's I, a big Avengers head. You but know? but exactly. I'm not like I'm not taking like that was like fifteen bucks if that. Speaking of big Avengers heads, uh, that Ant Man head really rolled. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of cuts on that. That thing was like. Uh, that Paul Rudd video that he shows on Conan O'Brien where the kid in the wheelchair is just oh, from, uh, from the classic um, Mac and me, yeah, which Mac I think ever, that's coming up on never have I ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will not be involved in that episode. Come um, on. But, uh, uh, and then, and then like uh, Zoe also catches Thor's hammer as it's swinging right at her. She grabs it and then is like going back or like whatever. It's just uh bad. She's going to be in the next uh, Thor. That was a little rough. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed Kamala just living her life. I agree again, Greg, with you with Bruno. I also not a fan of like having the it's just Ned 2.0 from Spider-Man. And it's like, can he just like be a normal kid or like, I don't know, just the whole like quick fix it. And when we get to the last episode, uh, I'll fill more in on, on that. But um yeah, and then um, the villains, yeah, like Chris was saying, it got a little bit bogged down with like the clandestines and like what are they and like 
what are Kamala's powers and how does this all relate? And there's another dimension and how does the other dimension and there's time travel. And it's, it's a lot of stuff that um, maybe was, you know, hinted at in Dr. Strange um, as well with um, what's her face, uh, America, America Chavez. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's the kind of the, the, when we get to the end scene, there's, there's a lot of stuff that like, I'm unsure of what I'm watching and I hope that they explain it to me and make it tie in. Um, but I, I feel like we stray further and further away from that every day, but pop, I'll throw it back to you for, you know, uh, the second half of the, uh, of the show. Uh, yeah. So one thing I, I didn't have in my notes, but I wanted to touch on real quick is I guess, yes. Like they, they don't exactly make everything clear because, you know, again, these clandestines made for the show, not from the comics that, right. and the origin of the bangle it's it they took the bangle off of a blue skinned corpse and mm. the only blue skinned people that we know are have been in the MCU or are going to be in the MCU are the Kree and then yeah. the Atlanteans which seem to be coming up in Black Panther 2 now that does not seem like an Atlantean bangle. So I'm guessing it is of Cree origins, which ties in with, you know, Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel. Um, sure. So I don't know. It's just a weird little Putting tidbit the there together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Cameron and the clandestines uh, was not a huge fan of them. I found it a little underwhelming. Um, I guess because they were trying to, you know, give an origin to, kamala's powers and all of this stuff and her heritage but at the same time like i just i don't know it it wasn't it wasn't super clear and it just it wasn't compelling uh i would have much preferred if they just forwent all of that and stuck with the department of defense control aspect Mm -hmm. and kind of had her being a fugitive on the run from them and you know them tirelessly pursuing her the first episode makes you think that right right uh so give me that show um you know i I was happy with what we got but i think that would have been a better route to go anyway as far as like just straight up villains maybe tie in some lawyer around that area who like maybe could like come in and be involved as well could be who had a show previously Yes, could What's be. Daredevil doing? Who knows? Uh, well, he'd have to cross over into Jersey because he's based out of Hell's Kitchen, right? That's true. That's so. a fair point. But I mean, he's he's local. You know, right. what I mean, yeah, it's a ferry yeah. ride over, or you know, yeah, take he's a, not take a, take a subway or a train. There you go. Yeah, but is he allowed to practice in New Jersey? I don't think listen, so. I'm sure he's tri-state <laughs> verified. Hold on, let me look up my uh, bar proceedings. Yeah, hold on. Um, give us give us five minutes, everyone. So, uh, you know, Hans had mentioned the music. I absolutely loved seeing a different culture and religion and food and music. You're on point right now, Papa. It is a very welcome change. Like, dude, give me give me more of that diversity. And we you know, we talked about it with uh, Shang-Chi and, you know, it was great to to see kind of a different flavor there. Same thing here, like. Absolutely yeah. loved it. But I would say even more in this than Shang-Chi because Shang-Chi like, yeah, you have, um, you know, kind of like the ancient mystical side, but it doesn't dive into Chinese culture too much. Um, yeah. Whereas this absolutely dives into Pakistani culture and 
and uh, you know, every, everything there, uh, which by the way, when you guys were talking about family, I absolutely love every time uh, Kamala's mom calls her Betta. I just like melt yeah. a little bit. Oh, Betta. Very sweet. Yes. Uh, so love, love, love that diversity. Keep that common. Give me more of this. Give me, give me more just different stuff. Give me, give me more. So, speaking of um, Shang-Chi, did you see the little Easter egg with the 10 rings in this? I did not. I don't know what episode it's on, but they're looking up at like it's like a from overhead shot and it's going down and there's she's they're standing on the Ten Rings logo. Ah. Was this so. in like the Red Dagger compound or I think so. I th- I got I got I I don't I Jeez remember Louise. seeing it. I'm I, I saw it, but I had to go I had to go back and see it because someone pointed it out on Twitter and I went back like just come out and say it if it's like a part or like like what are we doing here like (laughs) oh it's this drone shot where we drop in and like they're standing on it guys what do you think all right well i'm gonna say say you're doing it come on marvel i'm gonna have to look that up after after this uh the i think it was the next to the last episode so episode five i believe uh where they they show the partition and uh Right, uh, her great grandmother's past yeah now yeah normally i wouldn't like an episode like this where they just kind of do flashback style and you know the main character ties in at the very end or whatever but i thought this episode was actually really well executed um both in telling a historical event that i was unaware of so that kind of kept me interested and uh yeah. you know very heartbreaking but also um the the interactions and i guess just the the performances really of uh her great grandmother and great grandfather i thought those were pretty compelling as well so uh really really enjoyed this type of episode or this episode when it's not normally my uh, cup of tea mm. uh oh go ahead oh no on that note just with um as you're saying with like historical events that you didn't know about like i always and and i know greg you haven't watched it but um it reminds me of the Watchmen, which opens with the Tulsa race massacre from, I don't know what year it was. It was early 1900s, which is never taught in schools or it's never, I didn't know it existed and it was ever a thing until that show. So I always like, I, I, I like when there's historical events that, you know, it, they're they, unfortunate events, but you learn more about them. Right. And that just was like another example, which I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm glad that when they do stuff like that, because it, it, it definitely will get me like looking on like just looking stuff up and and at least bringing awareness to it mm-hmm. um because i know like that even with the the tulsa um event that still is being talked about today and i think it's still like there's still court thing there's still court cases that are still going on about it wow. but it takes very heavily it it, it leads heavily into the story of the watchman um which i, I would it, it's the first like 10 15 minutes it's it's an incredible opening to the show but you know mm. just more reason to check it out, Greg. Well, uh, I will definitely wiki that um, the event after this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch Watchmen, the, but all right, that's fair. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Actually, um, there, uh, Russell Westbrook is going to be um, is producing a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know when it comes out. Probably next year, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and then last thought for now before I toss it back to you guys. The way they came up with the Ms. Marvel name. Oh, dude. 
super just eye rolling very corny very very much on the nose yeah a little little too much on the nose um I, you know granted i get it like they're they're trying to come up with something clever because in the comics i mean she's just she's a captain marvel fans which she is in the show also so she just you know kind of adapts that name because captain marvel had previously gone uh by the name ms marvel and you know she she kind of assumes that identity since ms marvel had become captain marvel uh it's just a lot more confusing sounding than it actually is um but yeah i don't know just uh, not everything needs to be cute and tied together and i thought that you know the the way they came up with this just uh i i I would have preferred nothing rather than something like this where it's like a wink and a nod you know uh those are my thoughts on the second half of the stuff there's two big points we'll get to or one big point yeah two big points we'll get to after all of this but uh you guys have any thoughts on the second half of the show or any other additional things you want to discuss um i i the only really big thing i want to talk about is and this is this is a, a tv series and i gotta keep that in mind mm-hmm. but i was extremely impressed with some of the and and this is going to go back to like kind of the thor talk with some of the CG that was in the show. And I thought it was early. It was really well done in the last episode when she reached her full potential and uh, you know, she, she had those big hands was, and they heavy show CG. her like with the big, heavy it CG. was awful. And, and I, I, I think that at, like, this was a tough show to, to really do like really good action scenes on and get like good action. I just felt like it didn't, like when they're just throwing things at each other and it's just like, like little like projectiles or light projectiles, whatever they were. And it seemed like, you know, with her being able to Kamran can do it. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people could do it, but it's just like, there's points where I think at one point um, Kamala threw something at or whatever. And it just took up the whole screen. Like you couldn't really, I felt like there were some scenes like the chore- choreography on the fights. You didn't really know what was going on. And I guess it's really how it was shot and how much CGI they used, but it just didn't look great. And, and it was mainly in the last episode is when it kind of stuck out for me. But I, I think early on, like when you first start, she's like, ex- like playing around with her powers. And uh, I think that it looks really good for a Disney plus series, but I mean, all the Disney plus series so far have had, had, pretty solid cgi i think this is the first time when i said solid i didn't say great um but see man you threw me off but uh, i think like this one was the first time i was a little it it took me out of the show a little bit but that that was my biggest the biggest beef i had in like the second half of it but yeah hair yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Greg, about like the kind of flashback to 1942. Like, I, I didn't, I felt like there was a lot of hate for that, and I'm always for a curveball. I again, my my one complaint is like I don't understand how the time travel works, but um, you know, or, but maybe that'll be more clear as as her character moves along with Kamala. So, um, all for that. Um, I want to jump in a little bit to uh, the final episode. Um, like very rushed, uh, mom comes around really quick on, uh, on, on just, yeah. you know, takes a trip, sees her mother, goes back, you know, to Karachi and is just like, yeah, whatever you do, beta, I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. Um, I, so I agree with you, but I also think when her mom, 
uh, Kamala's grandma, uh, yeah. basically like corroborates that, hey, right. yeah, like she can do these things. Such a thing exists. You always thought yeah. I was telling you stories. I think that's what causes the, the 180 in Kamala's mom. Because yeah, I think without enough. that, yeah, it, without that, it would definitely feel rushed. But it's like, well, grandma's here and she's telling you, hey, I've been telling you all along. Then it kind of makes sense with yeah. that that quick shift. But you're right. It, I mean, it, it does seem very sudden. 100%. And um, I mean, we get Zoe back after disappearing for three episodes. All of a sudden, she's a part of it. The brother is jumping in as well to help with the final fight. Um, they really home alone it up. And I, you know, I don't know if I'm getting sick of it, but like these like I, it's just I don't know. It yeah, feels we- very it feels very stormtroopery, like on the Death Star to me, where it's like stormtroopers can't hit their shots. And and also like these guys come in, uh, I forget the exact name of the group. Um, they're like damage control or whatever. Like Department of damage control. Yeah. yeah. And they show up and like their weapons are non-lethal, and they're literally shooting these beams at walls and like taking chunks out of walls. And I'm like, those are your non-lethal weapons, yeah. I guess. Good luck. They kids. would. They would Good definitely luck, regular rip. kids to like survive. <laughs> they would. They would rip someone's belly up like in a, they also, like, easily. They talk about like using rubber bill bullets or non-lethal weapons, and then. Like, as soon as they break out of the school, I, I'm like, are they shooting guns? I don't know what's going on here. So um, just a little weird continuity point that I was, like, really thrown off by. And really, I was like, what are, are they shooting at Kamala? And, like, she's putting the thing up and everybody's just standing around, like, bated breath, being like, there's a live audience for people possibly being killed. I I don't know. Um, but, yeah, um and you mentioned it too, Greg, you know, I felt like the, the name reveal of Kamala and kind of who she is was a little too on the nose, but um, it I thought it was also very sweet. Uh, the actor who plays uh, her father, um, Mahan Kapoor, I felt like he was another standout for me. Like, just give me like, you know, um, I know you were a big Kim's convenience fan, mm-hmm. Greg. So like, just give me a series of them just hanging out at their house, like dealing with like daily stuff. Um, you know, it's just uh, I just felt like the family was like the high point of it for me. And whenever they got out of it, it uh, it really disappointed me um, for it. So but yeah, that, that's mostly what I had for the for the second half hands. The only thing I just want to rebut against on you on that is I can't stand in shows and all these shows where like the town comes together and they're getting ready to right. fight. Like, yeah, I cringe at that because no, fair in, enough. Real, I agree. in real life, that would never ever happen like in spite it's like spider-man 2 here let's all just stand around it's like spider-man 2 when um when he's on the train and they like all like doc ock rips it open and he's like you're gonna have to get through us yeah and i hate that and the scene that where like cool that should have been the it. scene even like avengers is as as almost perfect as a movie it is when the old guy stands up to loki and everyone's like, that scene's so powerful. Like, no, like there's not absolutely that. Who are you talking I, dude, to? Dude, dude, I You're saw on the I deep see... Reddit, Reddit threads. My guy, I see it, what it what's honestly, the MAGA app. Is that truth or whatever? Uh, Hands is on yeah. <laughs> I saw something. It was like some whatever article was like, whether it was like maybe Collider or someone or BuzzFeed put like the 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 hardest the moments where like Marvel didn't have to go this hard, but they did. Oh, and that was on there. And I'm like, that was a cornball scene. Like there's no way that old guy would have stood up against a god. Like I would have been, I would have been booking it. Like there's no way I'm getting involved with, with superhero shenanigans. 
So that's it. That's all I had. I, I watch. I'm like, oh, come on. All right. So let's talk about uh, the big reveal and the post credit scene. Do so, it, baby. Yes. Uh, the big reveal. <laughs> Kamala's a mutant? Question mark. Uh, so, you know, Bruno reveals that he. We don't talk about Bruno. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Uh, he. Um, he reveals that uh, he found something in Kamala's blood, a mutation. Uh, and then he's a got little... way too much access to things. I don't yes, know what he's running over there. For sure. And then a little musical nod to the uh, 90s X-Men animated theme mm. very quick. I actually missed it. And then a yeah. lot of people were calling it out on the Internet. So I had to Same. go back and watch the scene. Uh, but I'm not a fan of this. Um, it just... Look, I get that they have to introduce mutants somehow and in some way, but it just it doesn't make sense. It 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 doesn't make sense in that number one, she's already been revealed to be this species, uh, the the clandestines or the jinn, whatever you want to call them. She's an interdimensional being or has that blood within her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got cosmic powers uh, with the bangle. She's got a lot going on already. Don't need to add extra. Um, now, in the comics, the, her power doesn't come from a bangles. Her power is because she's an inhuman. Uh, the Terrigen mists were activated, which triggers her uh, inhuman genes. And, you know, she she transforms into the character that we know and love. I guess the MCU isn't touching the Inhumans with a 10-foot pole, uh, other than... <laughs> Feige uh, hates the Inhumans. Yeah, <laughs> uh, other than Blackagar Boltagon blowing his own brains out in uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. That's the um, way I'm getting rid of the Inhumans. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just a big, giant middle finger to, uh, to that. But uh, because they're not going the Inhuman route, and they've already got an origin and an explanation for... Uh, Kamala's powers it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to make her a mutant on top of everything else so then you start looking at okay well if she's a mutant is she going to connect to the x-men somehow because that is the whole mutant thing you know you don't go you don't talk mutants in the marvel universe without talking x-men so does this tie into that in the mcu um I, I don't know. I just, it's just it's felt very unnecessary, very tacked on. Uh, as far as how this plays out with um, introducing mutants, kind of interesting because in the comics, Damage Control, not a government agency. They're a for-profit business that comes in and basically cleans up after super-powered fights. Uh, this is obviously different in the MCU. They're a government agency that it that seems like they're tracking down superpowered enhanced. individuals. Yeah, enhanced individuals. Well, the government does that with the X-Men in the comics uh, initially. Um, so I wonder if they're if they're gonna use damage control as like the people to hunt down mutants and you know, then they can get into the the registration, the mutant registration act, and all that. So I don't know. It's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Uh, just the way that things have varied in the MCU from the Marvel universe. But um, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on Ms. Marvel being a mutant? What do you 
right. So I, I'm I'm on two different ends of the spectrum with this because I'm not. No, <laughs> are you on two I'm, ends of the spectrum? <laughs> no, I, I guess it's like I, I guess it's, using I, the I, maybe I was a bad way to put it, but I, I look at it as am I am I happy that they made her mutant? Like not necessarily. Like, I think that, yeah, I know, like, with her Inhuman backstory and, and, and Feige's just like, we're not dealing with that mess again. Like, you know, they're, the Inhumans were basically their answer to X-Men when Fox had the rights to X-Men. Now they now Disney has the rights to X-Men, so they don't need the Inhumans anymore. Um, what I'm excited about is that what I've been waiting for, for since, like, you know, we got the announcement that Disney bought Fox or Marvel bought Fox is just the, this, the existence of mutants. Now I know we got it in multiverse of madness, but it wasn't, it wasn't our earth. It was, you know, it was the earth of whatever, whatever um, Xavier lived in. But I just, the, the fact that mutants are coming is just what got me excited and hearing that theme. Like I, I, was so happy and that's all that's all i really want at this point and this goes to to going to where's phase four going i think that this is there's two things going i think going on i think the reason they put that stinger on there was to get people talking of the fact that they've been waiting for mutants for for forever in the mcu so i think more people are going to watch the show to really connect of like i guess how she's a mutant so i think they're going to get more viewers that way and then two to at least like I don't know who the big bad of Phase Four is going to be, or who's going it's going to lead up to. Like I, they could be introducing like Mister Sinister, and you're going to have like X Men play a big part towards the end of Phase Four, or like just as, as an example. Um, but I just all I want is is for the story to move forward, and I think this is the a a, a good sign that Marvel is like kind of putting pieces together for us now in black panther 2 we're gonna get namor who's a mutant who is i think the first mutant to my knowledge or like one of the early ones yeah so so in the comics he was introduced and then you know in like i think it was the 30s and then in the fifth no in the 60s after the x-men had been introduced he was retroactively named the first mutant but yeah. he wasn't the first actual mutant to exist Apocalypse in that earth was yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why like, I, and I think that now they like, I think what they're going to do is with Miss Marvel introduce mutants and you know, there's, there's tons of rumors with black and nothing's been confirmed, but since they announced black Panther two, like they may introduce storm or like, I've heard that somewhere thrown around. Like they Namor is I, all, but all, but confirmed. I think, I don't know if he's actually, Confirmed. I mean, yet. they've shown character. Well, not official. They character showed character designs, arcs, but it's so, like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of leaked. Yeah. So I, it's, he's pretty much all but in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just excited that they're actually talking about it now and and using the word mutation. Like I know he didn't say mutant, but that you know, it it just it's it made me happy because and then just hearing the theme too because I I I I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more of him saying like inhuman. But when he said mutation, I was like, yep, like this is we're, we're going here now. So I, I, I just I, I'm not exactly I guess I'm I wasn't excited. The fact that she was the first mutant, if she even is a mutant, like maybe it's not, you know, that it could just be Feige or Marvel just toying with us. Yeah, um, like a red herring or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I maybe it's just the, the fact that ex- mutants, ex- there's mutations that exist. She might not be one, mm-hmm. um, but 
knowing that the X gene is is alive and well in the MCU, just I think that you know, come D twenty three, we're gonna get we're gonna get that like X Men rundown. So, Harry, I know you are super super into all of this. You're you're furiously scribbling notes oh, as we man. discuss. So, like, He's writing his uh, with your fan knowledge. Let's you know, Lay it on like. Us. I just I hope the the only thing coming out like the the only thing that comes out of this is like oh she was the first indication that the mutants were going to be in here or you know um the first confirmed mutant that we have I uh like this is a fun show and it could have been a lot more fun if they didn't have to marvelize it and and build their their garbage you know uh moments uh for it as I like to say but this type of stuff to me, as much as it it it, it uh, tickles Hanratty's fancy, it's garbage to me. Just uh, just come out and like show me Cyclops like shooting his lasers uh, out of his eyes, uh, and be like, "Hey, like we're here." Um, so like that's like when I'll really like get excited for because this stuff doesn't really do anything for me. Um, like it's not super duper exciting. We've already been hinted at it with Wandavision. Chris mentioned Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, just like show us it already, or like like Chris said, like just announce the plans at D twenty three, and like let's just be done with this. Um, I uh, I get that, like you know, and part of my argument sometimes is the continuity and like let's build towards something, but like to have like a six episode series of four and a half hours of content and be like the key part of this is when we talk about mutated blood. Um, the one thing I will say too, which could be interesting and in how they kind of work all the things in, which does tickle my fancy is we don't really know exactly when this show takes place. We know she's a big Carol Danvers fan. I think there's a reference to the Avengers, um, but like it could take place before the blip, um, you know, so I don't know if that might have something to tie in with mutants and stuff like that, or, you know, if the multiverse does. So it'll be interesting to see how they tie that whole big picture together for me. Um, but this type of stuff just gets me going, oh, cool. Great. You guys are referencing mutants. Okay. If you said in here, like it's, I don't know, it's all the same to me, as you mentioned, mm. Craig. I'm, I was, but I'm writing my notes down for the next time. So I know the difference uh, mm. this- of, of these enhanced, these, these mutated people. We'll see how it goes for them. So to be this fair, does- I, uh, sorry, just this- to go ahead. To be fair, I do find this funny because I imagine if, you know, we went back 10, 15 years ago and I told you 15 years from now, you're going to be talking Ms. Marvel. You're going to be talking Moon Knight. You're going to be talking Shang-Chi. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> I don't because, yeah. you know, no, you sad. had no idea about <laughs> yeah. these characters. You probably like, even did you know who like Iron Man was prior to. Uh, I think I knew there was a man in an iron suit and he was called Iron Man, but like, right. I, I that was tell that you was a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. You're mixing yeah, it up. No, that's Iron Mask, but good, good oh. shouts. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, like, yeah, I mean, there there is an element of this where like there is a lot of things where it's like, oh, who are these characters? And like, I'm glad I got this story for Miss Marvel, but like, I hope it's not just like a footnote for her entire story. Like, I hope there's a Kamala movie. Like, I know, I hope she plays a big role in the Marvels. Like, yeah. I hope like her and Brie are kind of co-leads in the movie because I would like to see her story continue and not be like she was kind of, I don't want to say the first mutant or whatever, but this type, like, it's just, 
it keeps the it keeps the people dangled and like hey here come come get it you're almost got it and it's like here it is and it's like yeah like you said mutants like i know like just show me the mutant movie show me x-men show me the school let's get the new xavier in here like like, let's do it right let's do it proper if we're gonna do all this um this story does take place after the blip after they return back who confirmed it collider or your dark web or what no kamala (laughs) does in the story she explains how like she explains how like the like all the avengers were like losing and then she flew in and took down the spaceship Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, so it thank does you. Take after. Okay, I All know right. I'm right. Side yeah. note, and we didn't Great even call. touch on this. Good comms. Very, very poor choice. Infinity cones in Thor. Oh, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That uh, was just. Oh man, I I don't yeah. get that. It's choice. a fictitious world. Who cares? It's well, like, yeah, know, so. but like, make it make I know. sense. You know, this is where it's like we we do these things where it's like we relate these things, like you said, Greg, about damage control. Mm-hmm. And it's like we talk about immigration in this country, and it's like, oh, damage control, keeping the mutants, and like we'll relate it that way. And it's like, I don't, it's it's something I struggle with, where it's like, just like you don't need to like kind of mention it and relate it to human for like me to feel something about it. And like you said about infinity cones, it's like, yeah, it's a little like if you if you take it out of like you know what really happened. It's like, yeah, not great. I don't know if that's like the headliner for your uh, for your theme park. So <laughs> right. I can also see if you made it the Iron Man gauntlet, not the Thanos gauntlet, like, like not the actual Infinity gauntlet. Like mm. it's that's the one Thanos used. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, uh, that's not. Uh, all right. Well, so that was the big reveal. But then we had a post credit scene and uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson shows up and uh she somehow seemingly switches places with Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan flung to the far reaches of outer space, supposedly. Yeah. And uh, Captain Marvel in a um, back. Pakistani family's home in, <laughs> <laughs> in Jersey City. So uh, very intrigued to see where we go with this. Uh, I think it was... Um, uh, this is a like the type of uh, thing that I like. Yeah, kind of yeah. like what you mentioned here with the uh, the mutation being a carrot dangler or whatever. Not so much for me, but this it's like okay, this has like let me see. Perfect segue into the Marvels, like yeah. exactly like where if we pick up and Kamala is being transported to wherever she's going, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, or if it's Brie Larson walking out of the house and everybody giving her a strange look, like where's Kamala? And it's like, I, you know, I have to go find your daughter or whatever. Yeah, who's so this like, white lady? <laughs> yeah, but like that that's like something fun that kind of, you know, makes me look forward to something like the Marvels because I kind of have an idea of like, okay, you know, we're going to touch base on, you know, what we last saw of Kamala and Brie Larson. So also kind of a fun little moment seeing Carol's confusion at seeing all these posters and drawings of her yeah, all herself. over the walls. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So that would that would be like if Jason Siegel came to my house and saw all the pictures I yeah. have of him in my room. <laughs> that's why that's why we can't record anymore. We got copyrighted for for handwriting and all of his uh, Jason Siegel <laughs> posters everywhere. He's um, asked uh, handwriting to take them down and he refuses. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just the, I mean, just my feelings on it. Uh, this was <laughs> it's been a while since uh, kind of Marvel knocked it out of the park with two post credit scenes that actually will come into play at some point in the future. Not like the Dr. Strange one and the two Dr. Strange ones that make no sense. Singers are back, um, baby. This is, this was legit 
like even you can go back to like the Incredible Hulk one that didn't really make sense when Tony talks to uh, General Ross and he's like, "We're putting a team together." Like, okay, they, they and that it, it makes sense replaced. to me. He got <laughs> replaced I, quick. No, first of all, it, it uh, that's a that's a rabbit hole. We'll talk offline about that. But um, <laughs> but then like they they eventually like we always talk about how like we don't know a lot of the end credit scenes don't really play out or they don't make sense or they just never come to fruition. But we have two that we know, like now we know mutants exist. And as Harry said, this is going to connect directly to the Marvels. So I'm excited. I, I like, I like uh, Captain Marvel's new outfit. Um, I thought that you didn't uh, even see the original good. outfit. Dude, yeah, I've seen her comments. in, in um, end game. <laughs> and I've seen pictures of the, of her, her outfit. So I like the new one. I like if she has her long hair back. I like Brie Larson. Right. Brie Larson Le- long hair. Legit question. No, no joking. Will does this make you want to see the Marvels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think you and will you see know, the Marvels? The, I will see the Marvels. I, I honestly will see Captain Marvel before the Marvels comes out next year in whatever the fall. So I have one year to watch that movie. Um, I, I think that oh, I think it's my February, breath. my guy. I think Ooh. it is too. All right. Well, I, was no, Ant Man or did it get adjusted? I thought no, I think they switched. I think Ant Man switched February now. And I think yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Just but, keep um, delaying Jonathan Majors killing it. That's great. But I think what I think like even WandaVision brought me a little into the Marvels as well with Monica Rambo. So I think all three of them are going to be in it. So mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I will watch Captain Marvel. Uh, I promise you, maybe in these next three weeks before we record again, I will watch it. Whoa! And give my claims. summary when we talk about uh, Mac and me. You know, we put this out like it's not just we're not just hanging out here. You know, people listen to this, so you got you got people who might be on yeah. your on your Twitter, folks. Listen, hold him accountable. If, if you're if you're one of our listeners over in Europe, I promise I will watch Captain Marvel for you. It's uh, it's July of next year, by the way, July. Okay. So, so I, I got li- I got one whole year to watch this movie. Pretty yes. much, yeah. Oh, you have one year and eight days, pretty much. So I, you know what? I, maybe not to both me. of you, to both of you, to both of you. I promise. By the time we record our next episode, you have my absolute word. I will watch Captain Marvel. You sound like a crappy politician. Get out of here, yeah. garbage. <laughs> You sound not, like an idiot with whatever we talked about earlier. We I'm not buying it, and I can't see your hands, so you're probably going to be like, my fingers were crossed. <laughs> I look uh, forward to being pleasantly surprised. I'll say yes, that. Yes, yes. Prove us wrong. Right. We'll see. Uh, all right, so um, Ms. Marvel, for me, you know, when it, when it comes to ranking the Disney Plus shows, because we love our rankings, uh, I would put this definitely in the top three. It's... Uh, I think I need more time away from it to decide if it's number two, but it it is neck and neck with Loki for number two for me. Um, How about you guys? I go probably four Um, as much as I did like it. um, You know, I still got like Loki is probably number one for me. Um, Number two would be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Three is I stop. I do. Don't. I hate when you give me that look. I love it. Um, I hate when you give me that look. I love it. I love, I love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I think three would probably be WandaVision followed by this. Gotcha. Hair. Yeah, I have a definitively three. Um, I think WandaVision is probably two. Loki's probably one. Um, but this is this is a really solid three spot for me. Okay. Uh. So let's wrap up here, but um, you wanted to talk kind of a little bit about phase four and 
how we're looking in terms of like yeah. the content that we've gotten so far? Yeah, just real quick. I mean, it, it's kind of funny, and I'd be interested to see uh, your guys' rankings as far because that's how I just wanted to wrap this one up for us is like we we have pretty much at this point almost 50 hours of phase four. Um, just to summarize that, uh, phase one was 12.4 hours. Uh, phase two is 12.7 hours. And phase three is 24.9 hours. And I'm pretty sure if you add all those phases together, you actually don't get as amount of the amount of content uh, and the length that we get from uh, this phase. Um, so I'm feeling a little bit bogged down by all this content and feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, I'm excited that there's no movie until November. Uh, I know we have a TV show coming up uh, in August, so we'll see how, how that holds up. I hope it's good. Um, and uh, yeah, with the, with the phase four rankings, I kind of wanted to get your guys thoughts um, on where you rank. Uh, Cause we talked about Thor love and thunder for me. I think the phase four ranking so far goes uh, no way home uh, love and thunder for me. Uh, multiverse of madness uh, Shang-Chi black widow and then eternals um and i think a lot of people would have black widow last but i kind of dug it uh i didn't hate it as much as i think everybody else and i thought internals was a waste of my time you'd like it because florence Pugh, or whatever you say your name's in it uh that is how you say her name that's that's a great job by you um yeah she's <laughs> she's incredible she's uh she's jennifer connelly for for me so uh there you go for that nice Hmm. Um, so you're looking for our rankings for phase four? Yeah, yeah. What do you guys yeah. think as far as um, theatrical? Yeah, theatrical. Yeah, I didn't want to add all the other everything because sometimes I feel like we have to separate it because at this point yeah. I don't know how to gauge it all. Um, and you know we do love our uh, we do love our rankings. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, so I would go Spider Man No Way Home, and then no, actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Multiverse of Madness. Whoa! Yeah, Spider-Man: No Way Home number two, um, Shang-Chi three, uh, d- 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 probably Thor: Love and Thunder number wow. four. Probably. Uh, yeah, it's Eternals five, Black Widow six. So, I, like, and hey, look, I enjoyed all of them. Uh, even black widow is in the the bottom of like it's it's in the bottom eight of my overall mcu rankings yeah. but uh but i still enjoyed it it wasn't terrible no i hear you i hear you Hands. um all right so i gotta start from best to worst yes you can start one, whatever okay. way you want all right yeah, number one black sense. widow <laughs> number two um no in all honesty number one spider-man with no way home i'd probably go number two shang chi uh number three eternals four i would go love and thunder wow you guys are hating five doctor strange and then six black widow Mm. wow like what is a terrible movie? It, Eternals is a terrible movie. Wow. No, it's not. It's I don't really... think either of them are terrible. They're not great. Uh, but they're not oh, I'm sorry. It's, Black Widow is not terrible. terrible. It's tolerable. I'm sorry. It's okay. It shouldn't be in phase four. This should not be in phase four. Hmm. The only well, reason it's in phase four is because of the stupid post credit scene. So here's another thing too <clears throat> to look at. Um, you know, phase one, I guess you could consider the capper of that to be Avengers. Everything kind of yeah. builds up to the first Avengers movie. But phases two and three, 
they don't really build to anything. I mean, overall, sure, the Infinity Saga, but like, they're it's not like they definitively say, okay, here, like this is this is a direct tie to Infinity yeah. War. So, I I kind of I'm I'm not. Like, look, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I do want to see some direction here with phase four, but at the same token, it's not like we haven't been in this situation before, like mm. two and three, very, very Fair casually point. we're leading up. So like, we don't, you know, the pieces could be here and we just don't know it yet for whatever this is going to lead up to, but it right. might not lead up to anything. There might not be a capper for phase four. There might, it might be in five or six, whatever that is. So I would just say, you know, don't, don't strain yourself patient. too. Yeah. Don't strain yourself too hard trying to predict the outcomes. Cause look, there's a lot of stuff that is yet to be introduced and there's a lot of different directions they could go. Obviously there's a lot of story threads still dangling. So yeah, you know, just, yeah, be patient just, and let, just flow with it, baby. Yeah. I just think it's uh it's gonna be interesting because we're at 13 total, you know, we'll have 14, well, 15 uh total properties uh after uh the She-Hulk uh show and uh Black Panther. And you know, it's just it's it's getting to the point where it's like again, and I mentioned how much we're up to 50 hours and we'll probably be closer to 55. And it's like it feels as though, and maybe that's just because we have more more available to us. Maybe this is the the period where it's all getting thrown at us and it'll all become clear soon. But even even with some of the leaner times when it was like it, it, it was something to look forward to. Hmm. I'm almost like not looking forward to She-Hulk. I'm not looking forward to Black Panther too, because I mean I am, but I'm also like worried. Um, like if it's going to be more like this or if hopefully it's good. Um, so that's like the thing I think that's different now is my expectations aren't going for like, I'll be interested to see how they kind of like do this. And even though as much a very much a hater, um, because there really wasn't any stakes, it, they at least had a thread where it was like, Oh, guess what's coming up next? You know, we're going into civil war or, you know, Oh, the new Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man's here. Now it just feels like, you know, I, I don't know. Like you said, I'll be patient. I'll start to be more patient. No expectations. Just patient. The MCU needs Morbius now more than ever. <laughs> it's Morbin time. Slowly keeping the Morb mob alive. Uh, I will be curious because uh, as as we record this San Diego Comic-Con coming up and Marvel mm. is returning, Marvel Studios is returning to San Diego. So I'm curious if they're going to have any like up, updated timeline presentation or like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that they'll be debuting any footage or anything. Um, but you know, are, are they going to show us, you know, the next stuff that's mapped out or right. uh, casting announcements or anything like that? So my theory with that is at Comic-Con I, and this is what I, I read somewhere, like a lot of like sources on Twitter. And they said that Marvel's going to probably focus a lot on their animated stuff. Mm. At Comic Con, like with um, what if season two and X Men ninety seven, mm. and probably and like Spider Man freshman freshman year, and they said that it's possible they could probably put some breadcrumbs out, but I think a lot of their stuff is going to be revealed at D twenty three. So they might say stuff like, oh, they might reveal like one or two things, but I think it was like four years ago or something they were they announced that Blade was going to be coming into MCU. 
and that was at Comic-Con, but I, I, I think they still did D23 that year. I mean, they've been doing it for however, but I don't know if they're going to, um, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think it would probably make more sense if they hold it for D23, but I don't know. Comic-Con is weird this year. Yeah, it is. By the time Blade rolls around, they're going to have to recast because no offense. Like, I love Mahershala Ali. He ain't getting any younger. I think, like, <laughs> we checked on this before and he was like, late that's 40s what I'm saying about Hercules, man. We're going to have to recast that as well. Um, so. One pet peeve is apparently, from what I heard, they are going to name it The Blade, which oh. I, if that's the case, I'm out. Yeah, that's I'll still watch good. it. I'm still going to yeah. watch it. What do you say in the name? You're the gone. Blade? Ugh. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh. it was three years ago today is when they announced it. Announced Blade. Wow. So we're still got to wait like three more years for it. Man. Life comes at you slow. I know, man. <laughs> you got to wait three years. For, you got to wait five years for a Blade movie. Insane. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us through our Marvel Roundup. Uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts, as always, Hit us up on the socials. Let us know what your thoughts are on uh, phase four thus far. Did you enjoy Thor Love and Thunder? Did you enjoy Ms. Marvel? Uh, Are you being patient and waiting for the direction or can you not wait and you just want them to reveal everything uh, and and just, you know, give us everything all at once everywhere. Um, Hans, anything for the peeps? I would like to apologize uh, because uh, this afternoon at lunch, when we all ate lunch together, I had said the words, nah, this is probably going to be like a quick discussion. And we oh hit over goodness. two hours. So the jinx lives on. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to talk about, um, you know, what we love uh, or, or somewhat tolerated with Thor. But we uh, enjoyed Miss Marvel. Enjoyed Thor. But, yeah, I enjoyed Go ahead. Yeah, that's on you. I'm getting <laughs> Disney checks. Now. We all have our cons. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala. Uh, <laughs> love it. Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening guys. Um, as, as Greg mentioned, uh, he's uh, moving. So we'll be taking um, an extra week off. It's also my birthday week. Um, I say week because it's a day, but uh, I'll probably celebrate all week. And um, Hanratty will be down the shore. So Greg sure changed it. Well, there's a, we've got a lot going on yeah. uh, that full week there. So I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to make it all about. No, me. it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, we know what's up. We know you love this. <laughs> Why Greg, would you throw shade always- like that? Like, I, like, <laughs> oh, like well, anyway. Well, well, well one yeah. of my best friends is not going to be around for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's usually how it is. Um, and we'll see you guys in, in three weeks. We got some, uh, hopefully some fun, some more fun stuff to talk about. Yes, love it. Thank you guys so much. We will see you in three weeks. And as always, live spicy. Spicy.